0: Welcome to It's Server Time, episode number 33. We are going to be jumping into IEM Cologne 2022. And as always, I'm joined by a handful of handsome gentlemen. We've got Pronogo here pushing the buttons, saying saying whatever comes to his mind. Whatever comes to his mind. He will say it. That's what we're. That's what he's here for. And we got Mix absolutely crushing it in valorant just kidding i don't watch any valorant at all so i have no idea what's going on over there and then we have note who is pushing articles regularly on a website that gets a lot of viewership it is called hltv but yeah
1: he's also a terrible person
2: also a terrible
0: person (laughs) also he will say whatever comes to his mind um (laughs) Absolutely unfiltered here, and <laughs> it's server time. Uh, okay, let's just let's just jump into some things. We've got we've finally, as a North American bunch, we have a North American team we can fucking root for. We have a North we have an NA team that's exciting. It has been too long. Long have we waited. Many times debated, but kinder very properly rated. This team looks sick now. Uh, so, how, what have you guys liked about this version of Liquid?
1: For so them. I've been pretty interested uh, just by the roles. I was, like, looking at their roles and, like, I was particularly interested in, like, what Elish is playing. Yeah. And, like, on Overpass, for example, he's playing, like, the connector lurk role on, like, T-Side, so... Which is, like, really new for Elish. Like, obviously for, like, probably, like, five years he's been playing, you know, mostly in the pack, like, Eight taking pack, back control. Player, that type. Yeah. yeah. So it's just cool to see, like, Elish kind of doing something different and also, like, for the most part, driving a lot of the time uh, in this role. Even playing, like, B-Lurker and Mirage and, like, things like that, so... I've been pretty intrigued by that.
0: Yeah, they, they they kind of, I'll put it like this, they kind of prefaced the whole tournament with Lee changed almost all of his spots. And then I saw it, and I think on T side, yeah, his roles are quite different. But CT side, he kind of got a lot of similar positions. Uh, yeah. So it, yeah, for, for, for him to be still thriving on T side, it just shows, once again, the caliber of really, it, it should be with little question that he's, Top three NA all time. I, I but I think that right now this tournament, he's pushing the narrative that, and he's trying to remind everybody that he's he is the best in North America. Um, so, any anything? Have you guys liked the? Well, let's see. Let's just cut, maybe talk about some of the matches. The bl- most recent one being Furia. That felt it was close, but I I, I guess I guess because they started with eight rounds T side ancient. I guess I was never too in doubt by that but it, it did get close, actually.
2: So that was kind
0: of kind of scary, actually.
2: I think I think Ancient got close. Mirage was a little more misleading, I think. Like, yeah, it got to overtime, but the first five rounds after... I think they were up, like, 11-4 or something. Yeah, they were. Uh, I think the first five rounds after they swapped sides was a little misleading, because Liquid basically had, like... Uh, I think they had, like, a 5v3 in one of those rounds. They had, like... 3v3 with hp advantage they had like a couple of spots where they could have easily won those rounds and it would have been like the match would have ended 16 8 16 9 um but yeah i think for as far as that's concerned like um that could have been a much quicker 2-0 than it was so for me that was a that was kind of just a these shitting on everybody especially on mirage like (laughs) he went I think he was forty-one and seventeen at the yeah. end of that map, which is insane. Um, Crazy, like you said, he is kind of reminding people um, that he is like of the level that he has, which we haven't yeah. seen consistently for the last few months. So I think having Yakinder kind of reviving that just by his presence on the team is also really good to see. I was mm-hmm. surprised by how much Yakinder was double opping. Um, yes, yeah. Like on Dust 2 as well, it was, it was not what I expected to see. I don't want to
0: see it anymore. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the Gekinder
2: double op. I'll just say that. I, I
0: like a lot of what
2: he's bringing to the team,
0: but the op for him just... It just takes away a lot of options. And I the thing is that I feel like Nitro should be a perfectly capable secondary opera when he was the primary opera for a grand slam run. Like why is this <laughs> Nitro, why can- <laughs>
1: Nit- <laughs> Nitro or Nav, I feel like, are both much better options.
0: Yeah. Same. So I don't I don't I mean, I don't like when he does that, but I also think that Yakinder is imposing himself a lot on this team in terms of what he wants. And there's been tons of interviews with him there's been it's based also he's basically the center of every narrative with this team uh but i i also think that something that's kind of like underrated is is daps on this team like but it's really yeah. hard to quantify it's always hard to quantify what a coach is bringing but this team is gelling very quickly and i think that's also doing the due to the part that uh, Daps is like I think I feel like he's just probably a really good mediator sort of guy. I feel like he's probably like when when I when I tried talking to Yakinder or uh, at least that is about about what uh, Daps was bringing. He said like basically every game plan and all the ideas are brought together by Nitro, Daps, and Yakinder. So like so it's like all three of them were working. Together, And I think like, I just kind of like am saying this, not because I think like Daps is the reason they got to the playoffs here or anything like that. But I just know that when a player of this caliber like Ekinder is brought to the team, it will go underrated what a coach is doing here. And I just want to give some credit, even though I think that like, this is probably like 80 5% Yakinder, 15% Daps, you know, just something like that. But there, there, it's like, it's more than zero. And so, but I know people will also, in the future with liquid coaches, it feels like everybody gets shit on. Like, so I, it was
2: something I brought up in the Dust 2 post show yesterday, but it's really hard to quantify Daps' impact this tournament specifically just because Yukinder got out at, at the same yeah. time. So it's like, it's really hard to get a full proper gauge as to yeah. what he's bringing. Um, What was nice was the fact that Liquid used timeouts way more than they ever did with Adren. So that was something that I actually, like, really appreciated. That is already, like, a tangible change from before. So just seeing them call those and call them, like, frequently and in spots where you would never see Liquid do it before. Like, even if they just lost one round, it was, like, seeing that actually brought back a bit of fate for me.
0: Yeah, the, ti- the timeouts are... Okay, yeah, pranogo if you have something.
3: Just that it's nice to see Liquid call in timeouts like the rest of the space, you know? Like, like all the other teams at, at the top yeah. level of Counter-Strike. It's nice for that to be a change. Yeah, I, when DAPS was announced, you know... Uh, there's, there's always the, the, by the numbers sourced memes of how he's just going to roll over and be a yes, man. But, you know, he had some clapbacks on Twitter back then. If people remember, or they were following, you know, he was saying, if I was still a yes, man, I would still be at EG for example. And so the fact that he's been Mm -hmm. picked up by liquid, it's nice because it's, you know, it's NA homegrown talent to some degree. He's moved on from his Valorant stint back here. Now he's dealt with the EG silliness and he's onto a proper team in, in theory And it's weird to call Liquid a proper team so soon, but they definitely look completely changed at this event compared to their last couple showings with Shocks, right? It's a a brief period of time, I think, pretty much everybody, be you a French fan or an NA fan, probably wants to forget about. So when you see Yekinder... And you also see Elish popping off now. It's like the, all the storylines are coming together. You have this, this great mercenary that is like, if you're going to import a player from Europe, you know, you probably want it to be somebody like Ekinder over Shox, right? Uh, you have somebody yeah. who's proven now, who has enough veterancy that they are probably going to be able to contribute on your leadership side. Or at the very least, they're not going to be a problem in that sense, you hope, right? I mean, I, maybe he's a bit more unproven in that sense than Shox is. But as an emotional leader, or as at least a, a piece of the puzzle that's not going to, you know, go. Go completely bust once things get tough. I think Yakinder is a really good show and people probably underrate that aspect of his game because when you look at VP, you know, they're not as forward facing about talking about all the problems within the team. You don't have like a, a documentary crew ro- rolling around behind them uh, in the same way as you had with Liquid. So you probably aren't privy as much to those issues. But, you know, there were some talks and interviews, right, where I think it was Ekinder himself saying, you know, yeah, the, a lot of the times we were not, uh, uh, you know, not fans, not friends of each other. Uh, we didn't act as, as friends. We didn't have that same camaraderie. And now in Liquid, it's a completely different experience and everybody's friendly. It's like just by virtue of him talking about how different his experience in Liquid has been so far, he's actually shed some light on what must have been lacking comparatively in his time with Virtus. Pro. So I think that's probably a, an underrated aspect, too, of this. But it's also one that's not nearly as impactful as Elite. He's dropping 40 plus frags on the server right so i
2: mean I, I think it's twofold though. like bringing that emotional leadership side of it is like something that liquid needs sorely just because of the way that they tend to get in games especially ones where they start letting a lead slip away so i actually think that that's a massive like if you're going to bring that sort of emotional leadership to a team liquid's kind of the one that needs it yeah and just your kinder's personality alone is like he's not going to be shut down by other people kind of getting a little emo during the game. Which is, I think, exactly what is like the tangible thing that Liquid needed. On top of that, though, like stuff that he was mentioning um, in interviews was that like he's basically updating their style of the game. Like he said that they're still playing an like an old meta style of Counter Strike, so he's like trying to bring a lot of the the kind of outsiders, um, not their style style specifically, but he's trying to update their side of the game into into more of what Europe plays and. For me that's like a huge part of like it's it's an intangible addition of Yukinder. Outside of like everyone's going to focus on how good of a player he is individually, but that's such a massive thing to bring to a North American team that hasn't really had that. Um and lastly the the extra factor behind that for me is like um fuck. Now it's slipped away from my head. Oh, I'll come uh, back to it.
0: The the whole the whole Yukinder bringing stuff to their style is it's like I need to dig a little bit deeper into their tactics, which I will do before the playoffs begin. But I also think that it's it's like they they are trying so hard to tell us that like like every interview has basically been like, Eukinder's helping with style, Eukinder's helping with calling, Eukinder's bringing stuff to us, and that's that's I think just. It's almost like, yeah, he's, he's, it's like what he brings in the server and what he brings outside of it is like everything that Liquid need is an aggressive yes. player. Like this match, this, this match is just made in heaven. Like I fucking love it. I really, I really hope that they pull through with this deal. I think that on the Dust2 article that was released like two hours ago that he, he kind of like indicated, I don't know, from what I read from that felt like 85% he's going to join something like that. Like, and if that happens, I, I think I just have to be a liquid fan like I, I really kind of avoided that for a long time for myself because I just <laughs> saved myself the heartbreak by not really getting invested in them but I, it's like dude I, I mean the kinder was on even though I've championed big a lot I out VP was my favorite team for the last few years. And that was because when you kinder joined, I went all in on that team. I was like, this is, this is, this team just makes so much sense to me. And I love their really unique brand of playing. So I think that, um, honestly, this is going to be really, really cool. But Mix, like, what have you, what have you liked from the games you've seen from, from Liquid?
1: I mean, overall, it's just crazy how, like, fresh this team feels just from, like, one player change and a coaching change. Like, it feels Mm -hmm. like, I mean, just the way they've completely, like, changed up all their strats, like, their complete identity. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know. I've never it's just crazy that like <laughs> I just think about like for daps especially, like how it must feel going from like that EG team to to this team. Like the change of environment and like the players he's around and like just how hard everyone's working. Um yeah, I don't know. It just feels really fresh. I'm glad. Uh personally I'm gonna give most of the like ninety five percent of the credit to OC. Uh, oh, strat, yeah. timeouts. Naturally. Um
2: <laughs> 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 OC's really carrying the load there, but the the point I was going to make earlier was that um, Naf in the last interview they did after they uh, qualified yesterday basically said that Yakinder is like he reminds him a lot of Stewie. Like he he's like it feels like him playing with Stewie just in the way that he's calling and like having like the kind of plays he's making the the emotional leadership he's having. So that was like just an interesting little tidbit uh, to tie into it. And also. Naf once again is just always proving like just how valuable he is
1: because yes. especially on mostly on CT like on oh T, God, I feel yeah. most of his roles are the same because just you know he's like the main lurker but I mean on CT right he's like a mirage he's like back to playing like the B anchor you yeah know, he on, had to change like, spots too like yeah like he's he's had to change spots like Yekandar and Elise are gonna dictate a lot of like the rotator spots so that's gonna leave a lot less room for Naf but you know Naf I think when he's playing with players like Yekandar and Elise isn't gonna have a problem with that and he's gonna play his spots and he's just gonna be a fucking beast at it so. Just such a valuable piece to have for any team.
0: Yeah, I I think that, dude. It's like every single person on this team has elevated their game. Like they, basically, the only guy I basic, I guess I'd say, hasn't maybe is Nitro individually, but they're playing such a. Such a uh, such a better overall style that I'm sure is influenced by Yukinder, That whatever the back and forth is between Nitro and Yukinder is working very well right now. And I th- I, I would say that OC series versus Cloud Nine. Oh my God, he was so good. Like OC was so like everything. All the highlight reels that we have seen of OC for years now, he finally delivered against a top five team. Like that was that was sick gameplay coming out from OC. And I. I, if he's able to maintain that, like, I, I keep, we keep having this discussion where basically it's like all of us NA people are like, trust me, OC's good. Like, trust me, OC's good. And like, when he hit the international circuit in tier one, pe- like a lot of Europeans are like, well, when were we going to see that? When, we, when is that happening? It's like, it's happening at Cologne. It's happening now. So I'm like, finally, we feel vindicated, validated, everything about what we've been saying about this guy. Because he was instrumental in their success in that in that series, like Jesus Christ, oh, like actually in the Furia game too, he had, he just had so many moments where he would just save them in a late round, like just hit that last shot. Oh my God, on Vertigo uh, against C9, I think like there was like a one v two that one of the players from C9 were in, and um, they like he he basically like I forgot like the c9 player killed i think a liege or something like that and oc had to hit this super quick shot like as this guy was falling back towards ivy side and he just wall banged him like perfectly and i was like dude that was so clutch if you miss that one shot you're not winning you might not win this map you might not win this series and it's like those kind of things are so so sick to to watch so yeah
2: yeah yeah i like that he hasn't lost the confidence to actually like have to step up on rounds like if it's a yeah four v or three v four and he has to like the only way to win a round is by taking like an aggressive duel somewhere he's not shy of it like he didn't lose that like a lot of offers who come up
0: yeah yeah oh man i um i will say i will say i i called it after the first interview the very first interview that yakinder had he said we all have 150 plus hours and i was like they're they're making playoffs like that's just that's just going to get you to playoffs every time also so i have to acknowledge that i have to gloat cuz i get a lot of predictions wrong but when i get one right like that one I also gave so much reasoning to getting it right. Like I was like this is so obvious. Like they're going to make it like but if you don't know if you don't know by now that playing 150 hours gets you to the playoffs, you just don't like that's just what every every like that's what Spirit did before the major, that's what Gambit did to win the major. Anytime I hear people have that many hours, I'm like you're going to be a top team at this event. So that's
3: uh that's yeah. cool. It's a che- it's we'll literally it's so unsustainable though. It's such a cheat code though. It's so <laughs> So well, they just stupid. know what's right around the corner, right? The player break. So yeah, yeah they're good. So Grind for like, this last one. Yeah, yeah. maybe it came one as a surprise, hint. you know, because communication is not the strongest suit of CSGO entities. But you know, the player break still is coming. You know, you just you didn't know it, but it's happening. So right, I,
0: I, I like, I, I actually talked to Twist last night, and he told me he has like 130 hours in the past two weeks, mm. and I was like, oh. I'm kind of worried about Navi now. You're making me a little worried because Kerrigan, maybe we could, we could, uh, well, does anybody, before we move on to like phase or something like that, do you guys have any uh, last thoughts about this liquid team? Anything you guys have liked? Any nice. other players? like
3: Yeah, it's, it's just nice just to see them all back, you know? And and they're and admittedly, everybody. it is a little bit rougher. Like, we touched a little bit on the Furious series. Uh, this, the, the closing of that, like you mentioned, is it was so impactful, the closing of both of those maps. And it's one of those things where old Liquid, like, say, a year back, would probably have choked that, it feels like. And then the Liquid most recently, before Yakinder joined, wouldn't have even gotten to that point so that they could <laughs> choke it. So the fact right. that they won... Again, small sample size, we'll see how it goes, but, I mean, we're seeing a lot of runs that were not necessarily expected, Uh, and it's really, really nice that in this case we can point to something specifically. Yakinder's joining, Daps is joining, and then be able to say, okay, well, this is why it makes sense, and hopefully it continues on after the player break, right? So, like, that's, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this story unfolds. Uh, Yakinder was one of my favorite players to watch back on the VP era, so the fact that he's able to continue finding impact and and continue going places is, I would say, pretty nice. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. those are my general thoughts on Liquid. Um,
0: one more thing. This is kind of just funny. This is like, I talked to after the spirit series, uh, with liquid, where if people remember that one, it was three maps. They smashed liquid on dust, uh, liquid smashed spirit on dust two, which was spirits pick. Then liquid did not do that well on their own pick of overpass. And then they had a really close game against spirit that they brought all the way back They were ahead. They had multiple match points and they lost all of them and then ended up losing in double overtime. I talked to Kerrigan about the series and the way Kerrigan characterized that series was really funny because he was like the first map was like um, the first map was like, oh, this is the new liquid. Uh, that they can just beat people on Dust Two. Then he said the second map was like, "Oh, he's reminded this is kind of how Liquid's been for the last handful of months." And then the third map was how he has recognized Liquid for the last five years. Okay, because they just they went from overperforming to just being bad to being chokesers, and in the span of a single series, and it was like all the faces of Liquid condensed into a single series. So that was a uh, he just the way he said it was so funny that it's like, oh my god, yeah. That was good. The three uh,
2: forms of matter.
0: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, let's move on to phase. I want to talk about them. Uh, they v- just railed everybody getting into the playoffs. They didn't drop a single map. Twist told me he has 130 hours in the past two weeks, and he. Uh, like yeah, I think I think Twist is Twist is like looking for his medal on this team right now. He's statistically just barely ahead of Rain in terms of overall rating. But uh, what yeah, what have you guys have you guys liked what you've seen from Phase so far? Because Kerrigan also has mentioned that he basically cares about three events now per year. May well four, I guess the majors, Cologne,
2: Katowice, He cares. That's yeah, it. that's it's all like that it. for a bunch of teams at this point. Yeah, it's so, still like the biggest title of the year, no matter what. Like yeah, I think. For for me, like I I think phase looked pretty comfortable in the group. Mm-hmm. I'm still worried a little bit about Brokey. He hasn't really like reached that same level he was at when they were demolishing everyone. So I don't know if they'll be able to like keep cruising through events. I think at the end of this, like because it's the end of the season, I think some teams they're not checked out, but like some teams have like gotten achievements like Cloud Nine One Dallas. So like maybe they were less a little bit less like inclined to to have the same like killer mentality i guess um but i don't know i think i think brokey's performance will have to step up when they get to the arena if they want to actually like take the title over navi who are playing relatively well right now um yeah i think twist is definitely performing like well up like to his old standards almost so i think that's that's always a good sign for them but I don't know if I'm convinced of, of them, like, comfortably taking the title.
3: Well, the thing is, yeah. like, FaZe for a little while now. Th- it's funny that you said that Kerrigan only cares about those four events. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know if you can build an era out of only getting those four events. I guess maybe you make a compelling argument. But if you're just going to sort of like a couple others on the side, yeah, yeah. maybe, or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, it's it's very clear though. Like when they're switched on in an event like this, it's night and day compared to, for example, Dallas and you know some yeah. of the previous events where you know they they didn't necessarily claim victory or claim the trophy. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we see more of the phase from the major. Um, one of the weirdest things about this tournament is, and I think you can tell it based on the, you know, the Mavistar Riders results, uh, some of the teams getting eliminated early on or earlier on, like Vitality, obviously. Um, th- these situations are like weird because when you're a fan trying to follow the narratives in a parody era where there's so many tournaments, and I feel like we are kind of in a parody era right now, no team is really yeah. stretched ahead. It makes it really hard to figure out who actually is the best team or who's like a favorite going into some of these more contested matchups. And, you know, some people will say that's good and some people will say that's bad. But it's just a fact of the matter is that it's hard for me to orient myself as like, okay, wait, what were the most recent results? And did those results matter as much as like maybe a tournament further back that people were taking more seriously? And you have to bring all of these extra elements into the analysis in order to get a conclusion Um, Which makes it kind of difficult to just know uh, at a glance, oh, here's the match page on HLTV, and here's who I think is the favorite. Uh, So that's probably the biggest concern that I have, is that I don't really know the power level of these teams relative to each other, uh, nearly as well as I did, say, a few months ago, right, where it felt like it was a little bit more obvious, going into the the most recent major, for example, so... I don't know if you guys have. Wait, thoughts you, you didn't talking. watch the Rubek Cup to get a good co- yeah. idea of what the teams are no. for? Yeah, I, I can't say that I uh, <laughs> took out time from my schedule to watch that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So Literally. it's not even just the fact that tournaments are more numerous and and that it's harder to to watch all of the matches. It's also that like that the results are so up and down. It's not if it was something yeah. you could go back and look at, like oh, at the Rubeck Cup, Faze did this, 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 this. Then oh, it's a consistent with all their other tournament showings, but. You know, obviously, even at Dallas, for example, they weren't exactly showing the same form. And, you know, who, who knows how many other effects or, or whatever side effects contributed to that. But it feels to me like the the end result is that the the average viewer is just going to be like, well, I don't know who's going to win this match, which in the one sense is cool because you get to watch and, and find out. But on the other sense, it's nice to know roughly what the storyline is. And I feel like that's been pretty difficult to do at Cologne so far, just because of all of the back and forth nature of the parody era, so to speak.
0: I'd put it, I'd characterize it like this, that the top two teams in Phase and Na'Vi are just leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. They're so good, and, and the, I, I mean, well, yeah, let's just, okay, let's just talk about it. Like, it's weird that the playoffs of Cologne have no ranked 3 through 11th teams, or, it's like, everybody, it's, it's the number one and number two, and then you just get, like, these random underdog stories, and you know, some of these teams peaking at a weird time, like Movistar, liquid, yep. uh, like mouse is suddenly good. Are really, I, are we mm-hmm. believing that? Is that, is that like, <laughs> like, does anybody really believe this team is good? Like what's going on? You know, but I, I've, I've broken it down on the desk what, what what's going on with this team. Uh, but, um, but actually let's, let's save some of that. Like for, well, mix, did you want to talk about phase at all? Or did you have any, anything else about him?
1: Uh, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I was just going to say, did you notice how like consistent all their matches have been so far? They won like 16-10, 16-13, both yeah. for their first two matches, and then 16-11, 16-13. Yeah, against, exactly. Uh, it's just funny.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they are definitely, uh like, they're doing it pretty comfortably, I'd say. Um, It doesn't even feel like when they were kind of, I would say, were in the major, for example, I felt like they were just so much, I almost feel like, they just every they just feel so much better than the second that second tier that I kind of outlined there where it's just like them and Navi are just really tough to to deal with right now um but even Navi has dropped some maps already in this in this tournament like to to mouse and movie star but I, I okay let's just you know what bit, yeah, yeah yeah I was just
1: a bit worried about their form but it's nice to see that it kind I I it kind of seems like it is true that like you know the events still like they're they care about and have really prepared for cologne's one of them they've really shown up here compared to like dallas and previous events so it's good to see they didn't just like show up and keep shitting the bed
0: well i'd say i think actually i, I will say this like even though Faze fell in the quarterfinals of dallas like the cloud nine team that they were playing there was better than any cloud nine team i've ever seen before yeah like that, exactly. was them, that was them peaking and like that was Axile having a reference game career performance against them like that was in my opinion the cloud nine phase series was the most competitive counter strike i've seen this entire year like it was literally the best series um so if anybody wants to go back to watch that bo3 like that shit is fucking that's fantastic counter that's fantastic cs like that's all that's all i'll say but um let's let's okay so let's talk about some other some other teams let's talk about some of the disappointments actually because because we have a lot there's a lot of teams here that and we'll kind of go through these a little bit quick but like Heroic first, heroic losing in last place. Like group this, A was
1: just brutal in general.
0: Yeah, yeah group A was a, a extreme group of death. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely was. But then you look at who came out the other end of it. Yeah, and it's exactly. It's really in terms of those death teams, you know, like this team, this this wasn't even just a group of death. It was full of landmines in the form of movie star riders and Maus. Like what the fuck? It's like where are the, these guys are coming from? Absolutely nowhere. At least with Movistar you can point to the Valencia performance and say that they ramped up into this because they prep super like they worked a little harder to try to win an event on their home soil and they're carrying that sort of momentum in terms of individual form with them. But with Mao's, like what the hell? But but okay, let's talk about the again. Okay, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. Let's talk about the disappointments here. Heroic the first one. They brought in yeah. Yabby. They're like, I I looked at the roles kind of closely with this and it's like they brought in. So Yabby is playing some of refreshes spots and mostly that like they're mostly just trying to do one for one. But he wasn't like a lurker always with Copenhagen Flames. Like he was kind of a map control guy. Like he he's one of the guys that like tries to run in pretty early on ancient B site, for example. He's one of the guys that he was a banana guy for on Inferno. Um, and I don't think he was, like, a lobby... I don't I don't think he was a lobby lurker on nuke for Copenhagen Flames, but now they're making him do that, too. This is kind of a... The more I think about this move, the less I actually like it, and I kind of was, like... Statistic, I just kind of, like... I think at Glance Value, I didn't really, like, think enough about the role change here because it's, it's definitely hurting him and, and Heroic right now. So...
2: Yeah, the the ancient inferno examples were actually exactly what I was gonna bring up too, because that was exactly what I thought of when I was uh, thinking of Yabby joining this team. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, yeah, those roles don't really fit, especially what heroic need. I think mm-hmm. like it just doesn't seem like the right player change to to kind of break through the barrier that they were sitting on. So I don't know. I feel like it's just not the right change for this team. And like you said, after seeing them play, I'm even less convinced to the
0: Yeah,
1: that's a. It's a really even though, even though it's like their first event, that's like such a rough start to get off to. Just like going zero four in an event like Cologne, mm-hmm. it it just feels like a weird change. It doesn't feel like it's given them any more momentum or anything. I mean, like you said, like they've kind of done like a one for one roll swap, and that's not really what Abby was doing before. So I don't know. I'm very I feel like it's very questionable in terms of where this team is actually heading. I don't think it's like a case like other teams where, you know, oh, they made that change. It's finally going to send them through like the glass ceiling. Like they're finally going to be able to win an event. Like, I'm almost worried if they're actually going to even be like better at all now. Just because, you know, like refresh wasn't like bad before. Like, obviously, I think they needed some kind of change, but just making a change for the sake of making a change isn't always going to like work out. And, you know, if Yabi isn't like comfortable, then it's just going to kind of. Be a downward spiral from here.
3: Yeah, I just don't really see the protocols with Yabby as much. You know, like changing with single player on a team that, like Heroic, that has been together as a five man unit for so long, and then not really having somebody to to match up the clutch factor. Refresh has so many, like, famous clutch moments to his name, right? Yeah. So the idea that, like, okay, maybe he wasn't the most uh, spectacular sort of uh, player statistically or didn't, you know, do it outside of the clutch factor as much, but you still lost the clutch factor and now you have to adapt and rejig your game plan because you don't have like a like for like movement over with Yavi. So, and then there was the, the whole, you know, there was an interview I think with Katie and where he mentioned that, oh yeah, I've. I have to be wary of the fact that Yabby probably hasn't ever been on a team that is the the hated teams, right? He's never been on a heel team and now he's he sort of have to gonna have, adapt to that and maybe I have to worry about the pressure there. I don't think that was a particular factor in the series or in, the, in either of the series that uh, I've in the studio yeah. is not
0: like. Yeah, it's not going to be nearly well, as well. And it'll become a factor. Right. You
3: know? And and that's also where these Copenhagen Flames players have, like, I would say, the least amount of experience despite their stage time at the recent major. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where you're like, I don't I mean, this this move is unproven. The player is kind of unproven as well. Uh, you know, if you were going to replace somebody with Yabby, you'd think it would be a different kind of player than Refresh. It's just my that was my take when I saw it. But. I also was kind of surprised they were making changes at all. It felt like they had kind of been forged in the the brotherhood of of Cadian's smack talk getting them the heel status. And now whenever you bring another player in, that's gonna be a bit I mean, if they're a more veteran player, maybe it's fine. But it's funny that the team called heroic is now famous for being a villain. It's just yeah, I'm just
1: just worried like how they're gonna find value for Yabi, like extra value to add over refresh, because I don't know much, obviously, I don't know much about, like, Yabby's comms or Refresh's comms in particular, but I feel like Refresh probably was at least decently vocal, probably had, like, a good influence on the team, uh, especially in, like, the mid-rounds and stuff. He seems like a pretty smart guy. And, I, you know, obviously, I don't know if that's missing with Yabby. He's a much younger player. He probably doesn't have that kind of experience or confidence doing that type yeah. of stuff. So if he's not, like, bringing in, like, just, you know, sick fragging, sick mechanics, and, you know, that carry potential, it's like, what what else is he actually adding compared to Refresh? and you know how is that affecting everyone else on the team
0: yeah the the change. i i really kind of dislike if you're essentially a top five team and i think i put like heroic like top six you know top seven or whatever
2: they were were like uh they were just like uh not a place i would be like the the guard for the top five i would say
1: it's i feel like when that when you make a move like when you're in that like uh, territory in terms of like ranking in terms of just as a team. It has to be like a move that like just instantly like makes sense, yeah. to me, right? This feels like yeah. this feels yeah. like more like taking a risk. Like, all right, we gotta like change something up. Let's take out refresh and then who can we get? Oh, we can get Yabby, right? Compared to like if you know maybe like, okay, you know, Valday's on the market. You know, we can yeah. get Valday for refresh. You know, that type of thing, right? And at that point you probably think, okay, that's like just that's just a direct upgrade. You know? Yeah. Whereas like this just kind of feels like making a change for the sake of you know, we have to do something type thing.
0: Yeah, someone brought this up in chat, but I was gonna, I was gonna add to your statement about refreshes calling that he was, he was doing, he was very vocal on the team. So like, so, you, yeah, you,
1: very vocal worker. Yeah,
0: like I feel like the also mid rounding I saw from Haruk was uh, just objectively worse than yep. this at this event, yep. and so like there, that's something that always kind of. Like that worked in heroic's favor a lot in games where they were playing against worse teams, is that they would just outmaneuver them in a mid round. And I, I, yeah, this is one of those things where, like, I, my kind of theory about being a top five team is you really should just try to stay the course as long as possible because so many teams will over time just, if they're, if like they're gonna lose an event, they're gonna get sick of each other. And if you can just hold on, you will rarely degrade in performance unless like some weird out of server shit happens or, but, but you'll probably still incrementally and just slowly improve. And one day you're just going to win a tournament. Like you're ju- it just like, you're just right there. You're about to turn the corner on it and not making a home run signing, like a, like an Olaf for ROPS. Like you're just like, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably- a huge change. But this is like, this to me almost reads like they just looked at the stats and then they just picked a player from Copenhagen flames because he was on the market for free or whatever the buyout, like some cheap-as-fuck buyout, so, like, I... Like, it's also yeah. funny
2: you say that, because they literally won that land in Sweden. Yeah. Game yeah. Too. yeah! So, like, say, they, like won they won that won with their roster. It, like, it
1: wasn't, like, a huge event to win or anything, like, they didn't have to yeah. beat, like, any crazy teams, but that's still good for, like, your confidence moving forward, right? Like, they beat a team that made playoffs yeah. at yeah. the yeah, Act, act Loan! <laughs> that still feels like, like, breaking a barrier, like, oh shit, like, we actually, like, won an event, like, you know, we can fucking do this, you know what I mean? and then you can, that, that confidence is still going to somewhat carry into events like Cologne and things like that. So just, the fact that the move comes right after that, too, is just very strange.
2: I also yeah. think it can have the opposite effect. Like, the fact that they won that event with Refresh, they make this change, and now they go out last, like, you gotta yeah, imagine that, that like in the back of their head, yeah, yeah exactly like yeah. in the back of their
3: head they're gonna be like, <laughs> like oh, maybe we fuck. fucked up
0: <laughs> they're gonna sit on this one for an entire player
3: break so. yep, yeah, that was cool. gonna be my next yeah. point is that now they have to sit here and, and sort of stew in it, and you know Refresh mm-hmm. to sit in there like, oh yeah, you know <laughs> maybe I wasn't the problem, huh? <laughs> little Kyo, yeah. little Kyo treatment Refresh's numbers did get
0: poorer at yes. uh, like, he was on sitting on some like some events, I think he had like a point nine, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm, so not, di- I'm not. I'm di- not saying di-
3: he's totally fine out in the clear and shouldn't have been cut. I'm not necessarily yeah. alleging that. I just think the replacement needed to be more properly uh, vetted for this particular challenge. Not to yeah, throw shade on Yavi either. It's just like this is you, this is like you know when when Grim almost was was brought on to Liquid. You know what I mean? It's like all right, let's take this this player who's you know solid yeah, and has proven himself a in a completely different all. role. You know, so. Yeah. Like if you, if you took out Refresh and you put in like
1: Valde, I'd be like, oh, this be is sick. Yeah. Like this, I'm all, I'm all for this shit. And Heroic but are
3: a, an org with money now. Like they have some, they've changed ownership. You'd think they would be able to to spend some cash on that, but I don't know. Like this feels weird. It feels like you're paying to downgrade your team to me. And I don't know why you would do that. So I didn't, maybe they, they obviously had a different vision. We'll have to see if it can take shape uh, after the, after the break. So. Okay. Okay.
0: Let's talk about some other disappointments. Um, I get I mean personally I'm I'm not like I, I feel like I'm in crazy town or something because like I didn't think this was like unusual at all but nothing to me indicated G2 should have done better than this. Like where G2 fell in this bracket, I'm almost like pleasantly surprised for their sake that they beat ants. Yeah. You, you know, I'm not I didn't think that I think the biggest loss for them has to have been the Movistar one, but after what we saw with Movistar Taking a map off Navi and actually seeming seemingly being in really good form right now, you, you're disappointed if you're G two there, but you're not. But when you look at the lower bracket run, you beat ends, you lost to NIP. I thought I thought G two were in some ways the underdogs in both those games. So I'm not really. No. I, I I didn't if really. I, yeah,
1: I would say like if I was like the GM of G two right now, I would have no fucking idea like what to do. Like <laughs> yeah. just in terms of like where they are, the players they have. And then like just their performance. It's not like outright terrible, but it's not as good as it should be. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like there's any like clear direction that you, you could like take the team in to improve it. I don't know. It's they there's such like a strange spot that I just do not envy whoever is whoever has to make the decisions for that.
2: I think the players don't even know what to do. Like just talking to them at like uh Dallas, they they had no idea like what they <laughs> like what do you change because they've they've been working on some of the same issues for so long like even in my interview with nico he he said like they had some like communication stuff they're working on they were trying to like uh get better and and kind of like meshing together and then you see like they they kind of just hit that same plateau over and over and it's like what are you what are you going to do change like Nobody wants to remove Jax, yeah. so, Like who else? I know. I think it just has to be said. Like no it's one like, wants to like, remove Jax, but there's no other player that you can really look at to change on that roster. At a
1: certain know, point, right? like no amount of like server time or team talks is gonna like completely change the direction of your team. Like exactly. It's just at a certain point, it's just inherently what your team is, and you have to figure out what the fuck to do with it and how to how to break it.
2: Yeah. Like people are calling. Or, like people are asking to change Alexi but then who do you change Alexi for? Like you need a replacement and there's nobody like that you could possibly really point to right now. That's
0: a, it's a Patreon question. So we'll actually talk about, we have to talk about that later about who who we replace uh, Alexi with. But uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, I, I, this, this G2 lineup is just right now to me. I I mean, I don't know. I, I said it like at the very beginning and I still like, I still am full confidence in saying this, that, really oh it should have just been Monacy for Jax and just just that's it just don't keep Nexa calling and I know like they were like losing faith in him or he didn't want to call anymore for their team or whatever so there's just nothing you can do about that but like if that were the change on paper for me that would have just been the best thing ever because I like just they would have a better opera and Amanek is just a better he's a more complete player than Jax is so that's 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 my that's my send off for G two. Unless Pranogo, you have one. You have anything else you want to say on
3: that? Just it's crazy to me that they knocked Ence out in the way that they did, and then obviously they fell to NIP. Like they looked like the team in control in the end series for me, and compared it, comparing that to their performance in the NIP series is just it's it's not night and day, but it's like twilight and day. You know what I mean? It's like you do look like a significantly dif- distinct team at that point. I don't know what happened. And I guess yeah. uh, if we're if we're willing to segue over to Enz briefly, shout out to Snappy uh, at the end of his his time on the on screen at Cologne, made sure to give that desk a good what for, showed him who's boss. What would he do? Just slam the table a million times. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: that that yeah 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 okay, yeah. Okay. When yeah. you're not I don't I don't, don't like want to flimsy armrest on the chair, not oh, even the table. Okay,
3: great. Yeah, fact checked by note. Yeah, but... That's that's, that's <laughs> the best thing to hit than the table. I guess so. It's just to me, it's like. You gotta save that for in the privacy of your own room, I think. I don't know. Like you're the leader, man. I don't I don't wanna talk shit too much on him. Obviously he's recovered from a loss, he's on the player break now, he's probably trying to put it out of his mind, but it's just like, that, to me... That wasn't even at the end of the second
2: map. That was between at the end of dust Oh, Taylor, okay. The first map of the I just series. saw the clip, yeah. no
3: context, to be honest. So I totally missed that part. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was after they had been eliminated. But no, okay. So in that case, it's even more weird. It's like, what, what a vibe you're putting into the next map then. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you, you might think about that from a, a boisterous young player. It's good to see passion on the one side if you want to look at the silver lining. But to me, it's just like, you, you got some younger players on your team that are still gelling and still learning how to be at a top team and who probably still can't believe they're in the third best team in the world. And, you know, you you, you kind of need to focus them up a little bit more, probably. So just my two cents from some guy who's never played at the top level of Counter-Strike. So,
0: The great disclaimer there at the end. Uh <laughs> the, uh Okay. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. I think that, well, then, I don't know, then losing a nip was never... Out of quite, I I thought I really thought Nip were the favorites in that series, so I didn't think that was that that bad of a loss. But I I, I get how you're characterizing it, where it's like where it's like you beat what is supposed to be a top four team in the world in ends, and then you lose to a top eight team in Nip. So, but like I don't think there's like that big of a difference.
3: I in guess in terms of okay. The, force.
1: Well, it's more like, as like, as like yeah. on paper you would want yeah. G2 to consistently be at a level where they should be the favorites. Like well, look at what yeah. you're what you're saying, yeah, Maui, is that right.
3: G2 are an underdog against a top eight team, which means <laughs> G2 are less than top eight in the world, which doesn't make any sense when you look at this lineup and includes Nico and Munacy. Like the weirdest thing about this lineup for me is that every like the unknown factor of Munacy has totally worked. Everybody's happy with Munacy's performance. And yet it's not it's like the the more veteran players like Alexi B or whatever are the ones who are being called into question. But even then, it's like, I don't even know that that's the answer, right? We were just saying, like, even if you decide, okay, it is the answer, you got nobody to replace it with. So, like, what do you even do? Yeah, that, it's a nightmare. You
0: know? Um, By the uh, way, news update, HLTV rankings just came out. Big as number seven in the world. <laughs> Oh shit. Like, they're almost there. They are almost there. And um but either way, uh that's that, that's just for me. <laughs> Waiting for the day <laughs> to <they're> get <laughs> back to
1: number one.
3: Just that's they're, they're 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 two spots away, dude.
0: God damn
3: it. But um breaking news, Maui okay. Snake's prediction is coming true. I wait, Navi are back to number one too. Yeah,
0: Navi are number one on that. well, yeah, that that's uh that's kind of interesting, huh? By twenty points Liquid
1: will be like will be top five again after they win cologne, so
0: Liquid are gonna jump up really far when Cologne when the cologne results are updated in this. Big will probably fall too because uh and no uh, actually I don't know. No, no, nip will pass nip will pass big and uh, whatever, either way. Um we can we can this is kind of weird because the rankings don't include cologne, which is live, you know. Yeah. I like, think that's how they do it. So yeah. whatever. Um what is it? So so let's talk. Okay, no, another team I want to talk about is uh Vitality, because once again, this team, well, they lo- they faced the same wrath of Movistar Riders and they lost to Movistar twice by the way. They lost to them in the play-in and they lost to them now in uh, the upper bracket. But Vitality is still just not putting it together. Like they
1: should be in playoffs, man. I am so like that nuke CT side on the third map against Movistar, so disappointing. Oh
0: I'm my god. Have- oh, that was really bad. Yeah, th- yeah. that what they did there, like they were like rotating poorly. They were like yeah. not understanding what was available to Movistar. Like
1: seven, seven T rounds on Nuke T side at the moment is really fucking good. Yeah. And, like you should be able to close that out. So to not even get to like round 30 on that, like 16 12, like that was just, that was so disappointing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that needed to be stated. Yeah. That was one game I was taking a really close look at, the Movistar Vitality one. And I, I think that, well, I think that Movistar played fantastic, but I also, I also think like they like that was a indic that's a huge indictment on the lack of progress this team has made in terms of like macro understanding based like the comms basically the comms must not have been great for for vitality there to let that one fall in the or slip in the way that it did for them because because Movistar were just exploiting so many little holes and it, it, it almost was like like really, like vitality. You don't know this is happening right now. Like, what? Why do? Are people who is not saying stuff? Like, peop, someone's not saying stuff. I think, and I, it could be Zaiwoo. It could be. It, it could, oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't even notice, but it was similar. They had like a similar CT side against Miles on Nuke, where they, yeah.
1: they only got five. They only got five CT rounds. Like, I don't know how they're struggling so much on Nuke CT side, but obviously think... that's very rotation dependent. They obviously don't seem very comfortable with each other
0: across the map. Yeah, I think I think I think that's still the biggest flaw for me with this team. But okay, I want to I, let's do this. Who do you guys think is more disappointed, or who is what in your eyes? What is not even? Don't try to put yourself in their shoes. Who are you more disappointed in for this, uh, Vitality or G two, in terms of the overall state of the team right now?
1: Mm, I still think it's G two for
2: me. Okay, that's a hard question, yeah. actually. Um, I think I think Vitality is just a disappointment in general but like (laughs) if you're going overall state of the team Vitality I would say G2 are like disappointing in in results I would say in in terms of like not delivering when they should have all the pieces I think Vitality have just not delivered since the start of the year basically whereas G2 have at least like had a couple of deeper runs um
0: yeah Vitality
2: are just like not playing up to the level that anybody expected and they aren't able to really like break that barrier at all. So for me, they're the the most disappointing out of
3: the two. Yeah. The pedigree of the lineup on paper on Vitality is way more demanding of results as well. And it's almost like, I guess I'm more disappointed if I'm, if I take a moment to reflect on it because I was never in on Vitality and I never thought that they would have a chance. And I thought like, not that they would never have a chance. It's more like, never thought that in the moment they looked like title contenders. I thought maybe they could ship it up and, and shape up and, and get to that point eventually. But I never gave them the credit of like, oh, yeah, you guys can win the tournament. Whereas G2, at least in some points, like what Note was saying, they looked like they could maybe not win, but contest, you know, at least get to uh, deep runs in, in playoffs or whatever, which, again, is un- is disappointing relative to what you would expect from a major finalist team uh, or the organization at the very least. So, yeah, that's... That's a tough question, but I probably have to edge it out to Vitality just because I've I've just so easily dismissed them. And it's not even been like analyst hubris. It's just been like, that's what you should do when you look at this team, you know? So that's probably more disappointing for a team that has names like Dupree, Magis, Zonic, Apex, Zaiwu. Like, come on, bro. Basically, everybody wants yeah. to
0: The current standing between these two teams this year is like just against each other. They've played four series total and they've both won two series against each other. The map total favors G2, uh, but in terms of that's not really like what my question was. I've just, I just stated, I'm just, that's just a fact. Um But I, but I actually, yeah, I think that the thing is where with me, I'm like really like, I'm just, oh God, like I think someone, someone actually just said this in chat and it literally was what I was thinking also is like. They said, Vitality is clear why they failed. Rush, Rush Rushel20 wrote... Yeah, Vitality is clear why they failed because it's of the international thing, because of switching to English. And then G2 just sucks. Yeah, (laughs) like that's what I'm saying. That's like, I
1: felt like Vitality from the start had more, like, obstacles to overcome. Whereas I felt like G2 should have been, like, instantly just, like, contending. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. I kind of thought G2 would have figured it out more by now than Vitality has. And in terms of world ranking at this very second... Vitality is one spot higher, but I feel like actually Vitality had to work through some harder stuff already. So I'm actually, in a way, I kind of actually, I can hold out a little bit more for Vitality because I know they're just going to get better at communicating. But with G2, it's actually like more of a structural and like how they play that gets me kind of frustrated because it's like man, you guys like really use too much utility early in rounds or like you really like burn, like don't, I don't know, like the timing on every round just feels kind of bad. Like pacing, pacing has like been for me the worst part about G2. Like they never seem to know, should they rush? Should they be slow playing this? Should they even burn nades? Should they try to watch them burn, the other team burn nades? Like always it's the wrong choice. It's just so, it's too obvious now. And even though they had some really great T side win percentages, I'm losing faith in that like this is, I, I feel like now I'm unfortunately I'm joining the just get rid of Jax and Alexi at this point. But I don't, yeah, I, I just don't, I just can't. I keep Monacy, keep Jax, keep Nico. The firepower is keep too crazy. Wait, oh no, keep Hunter, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter, Nico, and Monacy. Keep those three. That's an insane trio. But you need to do something about what's going on on the support side of this roster. Which I, sucks. I think
2: to to the to that point though, like for me, the, one of the main reasons Vitality is more disappointing is because I still see their only win condition as Zewoo, like, and what else? Like, that's it. Whereas G2, at yeah. least, like, you have games where Nico's like, fragging, you have games where Hunters fragging, you have games where Moneties fragging. Like, you you do see the individual pieces there, and I, like, I don't think that's enough for them to be a disappointment over Vitality, who've, like, still haven't changed their, like, their win conditions. it's just gotten worse. And I, like, we're six months into the lineup at this point, and I think like if you compare where the two teams are at, yes, G two like in terms of star power, in terms of like original expectations, yes, they've failed to deliver. But I still think that like in terms of overall performance and results for what we expected from these two lineups at the start of the year, Vitality have failed to deliver way more than G two have in terms like as to where they should be at this point. I think mm-hmm. like six months is a lot of time. Even if the lineup like switched to being international, I think that's like with the pedigree of some of the players on this roster, it's just like that's a lot of time to not have like some
3: decent results, I think. It's kind of a knock against Zonic's career, too, don't you guys think? Like, you know, you came from the legendary Astralis and now he he's not able yeah. to make this team work. And, you know, maybe you say, OK, well, international teams are a big challenge and you're probably, true, yeah, that's probably correct. But it still feels like, you know, one of the, like the, the GOAT coach, basically. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's disappointing, I guess, in that f- aspect, too. Whereas, you know, Extas, on the other hand, coaching wise, if we're going to factor that into who's more disappointing, which is just a, the more we talk about it, the funnier the question is. It just reminds me of like a this is a higher tier version of when the old MIBR and old ENS lineups were facing off in some battle of the ages best of three, and everybody was saying, "Yeah, loser disband." So that's that's what it makes <laughs> me think.
0: <laughs> loser disband. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, okay, let's let's do let's see what what other teams fell in the group stage here that we can be mad about. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really originally. mad at Spirit just because I don't think like they're that good. Like,
3: yeah, We, we, we like... didn't comment on this because it's been a while since the last episode, but how, how about them transfer listing their star opera? How about that? I guess that was like, that's due to the whole Dexter, conflict, but still.
0: Yeah, Dexter wanted to join a team that's like European-based or Navi,
3: yeah. basically.
0: Or basically, well, that's European-based, but I mean, he wants to join it. A- I think
2: he just didn't want to move to Serbia as quickly as Spirit wanted as well. And now, yeah. I think, like, I'm sure there's like other reasons from like it, it's kind of implied that that wasn't the only reason by like uh in other talking points that i've seen at least from analysts and whatnot but i, I like i don't know how that broke down really mm-hmm. i didn't expect much from them if they're losing their like 1.28 rated star opera going yeah. into this event so i would say yeah. like spirit actually like they didn't Im- Im- i wouldn't say they impressed me but they they like Actually, played better than I thought, considering they lost Dexter. Like Patsy stepped yeah. up in a couple of crucial series because Patsy's sick. Um, yeah. But it, it, outside of Spirit, I would say like Outsiders not really a disappointment. I don't actually hold any no. weight to them anymore. Like after using a Kinder, I just after losing the Kinder, I'm like, okay. I don't, I'm just. I, don't just I'm selling, I sold all out my
0: team. Outsider stock as soon yeah, as. That.
1: Time, yeah. One team, I would say, I don't know if I'd say I'm like disappointed in them, but I feel like they're just out of Wall's Furia. Uh, Yeah, yeah. like it's hard to say that like I'm like disappointed with the result of this event, but like I also feel like they still are just like in the exact same place that they've been and they don't really seem to be moving like up or like improving much.
0: Uh, It's Kind
1: of a disappointing to see
0: the way I framed furia furia discussion recently was that I I think that furia is actually kind of behind the meta strategy wise. I feel like I've seen them kind of recycle strats for too long now uh which which i don't think is like really good i think they need to like just more drastically revamp their playbook and art can still be aggressive but i think he just needs to do it in like more refined ways like um so i I, right now with furia i really thought that them making it i actually I would straight up say I would. I'm not disappointed in them because I thought after watching them at Valencia, I was like, "This team needs a break so badly." Like, I don't think they're that bad, but they just seem burnt out or something. Like, they just probably had done too much shit lately because they uh, they were horrible at Valencia, and then at yeah, this I would point, say, it definitely,
1: yeah. it definitely could have been worse at this event than than they played. So,
0: yeah, beating outsiders in spirit sort of gave them a little bit of a road to redemption, and if they. They didn't beat Liquid, but the fact that they pushed Liquid was for a Liquid that's in this great a form right now, it's like that's a bit of that's a bit of a decent send-off for Furia, although I'm sure they would have wanted to make playoffs and they it, before Valencia, I bet they expected they'd have made a playoff. They would have made playoffs of Cologne, especially when you look at their group. Like yeah. this group is not that hard. Like it, it shouldn't have been that hard, but with Liquid kind of being that really dark horse that kind of came into this this tournament out of nowhere there's room there's room to believe like with phase and C9 you wouldn't have made it through the group too yeah. but I probably but, I wouldn't
1: say like furia needs to make make any changes at the moment I think kind of give it till like the second half of the year and kind of see where you where you go like obviously yeah. with the, the Brazil major coming up oh, you know, yeah, who knows how, sure. that, how that could affect them but like if they're like still in like the exact same place by the end of the year I think they definitely have to kind of like really kind of look at themselves in the mirror and figure out like where they're going and how yeah. they can actually break past the ceiling. But we'll, we'll see how the second year, half of the year goes. Maybe they'll get a Brazil buff.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's also just funny. That, like I, I agree with you that they, they're playing a little bit out of meta. It's just really funny that uh, Art's interview was like, I think we need to hold W more. Yeah, actually.
3: I know. <laughs> like, like, I know. I the most art that. response possible. <laughs> just Yeah, we didn't hold W enough. Yeah, we got to do that some more. I feel like they need to save more. Actually, like sometimes yes. they,
0: like they they tried like unwinnable retakes and shit, and I'm like, so many t- of them. <laughs>
1: they, they think they're playing Valorant.
0: Yeah, they think they have to go <laughs> for it every round. It's like no, the money doesn't work like that. You could get another gun round out of this half if you just saved like two more times. You know, like just it's. It's a 2v4, like, stop going that's for a, it.
3: And it's a 3v4,
1: Inferno B site. You're not You're not retaking this. <laughs> yeah. It's a 4v4, it's a 5v5. A and, it
0: and take your hands off your keyboard.
2: Yeah, just, just <laughs> unplug the mouse right now, you know? Just walk away. Sometimes they're not even going for it. They're just, like, sitting there like, oh, let me see if I'll get an exit, but then you're, like, three players are exiting towards you, and you're just... Yeah, and then they like, die. Like, what's the point? <laughs> like, what's the point <laughs> of, like, not going for the round, but then sitting right there, like... yeah come just
0: on choosing the worst option there it's how, just how to yeah, lose yeah.
2: everything yeah the round the yeah. gun yeah and it's not like they're sitting on like 10k money there no. <laughs> they have like 50 dollars the other yeah. team
0: has like 7k each yeah actually you know what I think that like would be probably one of the easiest little fixes to fury it's just slightly better money management at the end of rounds like this this would net them like this could have changed the liquid series because I think I remember like they went yes. for like two retakes and they just like got shit on and it was like bro, if you just had more guns on round 30 or whatever, maybe you don't... This doesn't go to OT and actually you just close this out or bring it back, but...
1: So two two small fixes for Furia. So on yeah. CT side, save a little bit more. Yeah. And then on T side, add two Navi strats uh, on each map where you don't hit <laughs> the site until 20 seconds left.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I um... It's always fun to see teams just copy-paste Navi strats, actually, and then they just don't work that well. Imperial was doing that, by the way. Like, they were just trying to copy-paste strats and it was like, you guys just just aren't as good.
3: Yeah, you didn't (laughs) copy-paste the results, unfortunately, there.
0: Yeah, you don't have bit, you don't have electronic, I'm sorry. And Fallen, you're not simple, so (laughs)
3: strats (laughs) just
0: not that good like that. Uh, Okay. Um, Ooh. uh, Well, did we talk about Cloud9? We didn't, right? Not yet. No. So... Well, this team I feel like we could talk about for such a long time and Mix legally is obligated to not talk about shit, shit about Cloud9. So, no, I'm just... Actually, does it even matter, Mix? Like, if you just shit on this C9 roster, are you... Like, does this violate your contract in some <laughs> way with
2: the team? <laughs>
0: you know? I can, okay. I can talk about them all I want. Okay, alright, so, Dyke... Naphiny is fraudulent once again. <laughs> he's just so dude. He's he was such a problem in this Allie series. Back, back on the train, he's such a problem. He's so he was so bad. He was so awful. That decision to double up on T side Dusty was the worst shit I have seen from him in a in a while. And I've seen some dumb shit from him before. And I just don't like. That was game losing. That was such a, that was, that cost them everything in this series is to double up Cause then they, they lost one round cause they had to save cause they had two ops. And then, then we saw Naphne on the A site in a post plant and he whiffed like five shots. So it was like, why did you pick up this fucking gun? Like it's ruined everything. It for AR, they
1: are also, once again, on the bottom of the leaderboard and flash assist. Yep, uh... <laughs>
0: last place in flashes is once again Like <laughs> the story does not the script doesn't change at all it's actually
1: game. on t- side it's really bad like yeah, how, like yeah. how far last they are on ct side it's not as bad they're actually like in the middle yeah and and just doesn't use flashes on ct side apparently from what I'm looking at but on <laughs> yeah, t <I> side, just... <laughs> it's like, on t side it's it's really bad for c9
0: yeah, C C9, nine C T side flash assist point three per round. Like you're basically getting two flash assist kills per half on T side. Like yes. that's crazy. That is insane. You know, I can't. And and like what's funny is they don't even uh, they 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 get those on pistol rounds. I've noticed they get the flashes on pistol rounds. Okay. Yeah. C9 I don't, know, I
3: don't think there's more to add. Just, like, it's just it's just depressing. <laughs> yeah. What even is their win condition if they have zo- so few flash assists and so few Dalax? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. C- It's called <laughs> Axile. Yeah.
1: Shiro gets off kills and Axel jiggle peeks and one taps.
3: See, <laughs> C- okay,
0: okay, C9 win did a great great video. If anybody i I'll- I'll- featuring I'll, uh, you. So
3: of course it's great, yeah, yeah,
0: you know. No, no, no. What he what he said after what he said after my statement was like really good information if you guys haven't seen it. Um I'll plug it in chat right now, actually. He does a uh, lot
1: of cool stuff. He has really good content.
0: Yeah, he does. Well, how about this? I'll I'll, I'll pose this to you guys. Do you guys think the, uh, like, when is the mental fragility not going to be a problem for Cloud9 or Nafity or what needs to change, like, in that,
3: on that regard? Hmm. It's a tough question because it seems so ingrained to the team now. And it's one of those things where, I kept thinking that I was being too harsh when I was saying Cloud9 are going to crumble at LAN or Studio or whatever. And then, you know, they would have some overperformances. Obviously, the Dallas run is one example of that. But now I, I feel kind of confident in calling those overperformances. And maybe that's also too early to say because it's so soon after Dallas. But this this tournament in particular, there was no, you know, Richard Lewis article about Hobbit. There was no changing organizations in the middle of the event. Like, there were no extenuating circumstances that we, as fans and pundits and analysts, are aware of that can explain how you guys don't know how to throw a flashbang like what what is going on you know what i mean so that that's just one of those things to me that it doesn't add up i mean this this team has been at the top for so long in terms of like the uppermost echelon of counter-strike getting access to scrims with the best teams getting uh regular stage time practice or at least match practice you know game practice with some of the best that teams. team as well. is the
1: the best scrim team in the world <laughs> And they have been since Gambit youngsters. I'm okay,
3: yeah. So, so maybe there's a little bit of weird mismatch there. I don't know. Like, what what would you say actually about the the fact that they are scrim gods, but they don't show up on on the actual matches sometimes? Like, can you draw a through line through these two experiences? Is it just that they? Is it just the pressure? Because that almost feels too reductive to say as like the reason why a, a potentially great team is not living up to the billing. But maybe it's true. I, well, it was yeah. it was
2: a little weird seeing them boot camp in the old Gambit headquarters. By the way, for Rubet. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I was like, nah. oh, that's kind of
3: that's a, looks looks kind of weird. Yeah, when your uh, when your ex wife shares a house with you. Yeah, obviously,
1: I think the obvious uh, main thing that is currently missing at the moment, and the reason they're not as comfortable, is the polo shirts. Not, yeah, uh, not released of yet. Of course, you know, hard to feel comfortable without without those polos.
0: Yeah, they're not really a Jersey type of team, huh? Because they like yeah. kinda yeah, it kind of yeah. is too revealing. I'm just
1: saying if Miles brought back the varsity jackets, they would have made playoffs at every event this year, so
0: So they need it for this one. So you're yeah, you're bring it bring it on the stage. Yeah.
1: Bring it on the stage.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm looking at, oh god. I'm looking now even more at their flash stats for uh like per person.
3: And Here there are just
0: <laughs> they like no one has above um two seconds of opponents flash per round like like if you kind of look at the um like flash stats say on on hltv for players like chopper oc jame alexib all these guys have like 2.77 they're blinding opponents for over two seconds per round with their flashes on average and the highest for our and i know like and C9 win did this very well. He showed like, oh, okay, they use flashes sometimes to push people off angles. Yeah. And then they uh take that space and let opponents try to reclaim that space. Uh but let because like they'll be so the opponents will be so devoid of information they like feel like they need to react. And but like they they don't even necessarily throw successful flashes in terms of just blinding people. Like it's so crazy to me. It's just so un it's so unreal unreasonable that the team hit the peaks that they did without using one of the most key pieces of utility in the game at a high level. Like I it feels like if this team just had a slightly strategic change, which is why I'm calling for Nafati's head all the time, they could be insane because when you have Shiro and Axile as good as they are as players, why is this team not just like top 4 every event? Like it's so insane to me. Um have you no? have you seen any interviews lately with this team? Like I like with Naphany or anything like that, like that has illuminated some of these topics because he did get kind of like reflective uh, at the in the HLTV one, like about like just it was his fault, you know, or was yeah. it? HLTV? No,
2: I, I it was HLTV. I actually didn't read that interview. That was oh, okay. one of the few ones that I didn't read from this weekend oh, okay, um, okay. or from this last week. But yeah, I haven't caught any of the interviews with them okay. uh, yet. All of their matches were a little bit too early for me. So when the post match was happening, I wasn't I wasn't uh, oh, actually like one of them. That that interview, the, the article
0: that about Nafni's quote, if someone wants to find someone to blame, it is obviously me. That's they actually just quoted that from his interview with Freya. So it wasn't actually a yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Actually, then I then I then I saw that interview. So that that wasn't it wasn't crazy, but um. Uh, okay yeah c9 fragile they broke under the pressure what else uh who else who else i don't know i'm not really like okay i think that's pretty satisfactory unless there's another team that's eliminated you guys really want to talk about i think that's pretty much it though Uh. let's talk about complexity (laughs) oh my god playing (laughs) yeah this was like a good junior event by the way (laughs) like
2: he, he actually did okay just saying, but uh, still, Mike. still eliminated 13th to 16th. By <laughs> the way, <laughs> still last place. By the way, yeah. still last. are first yeah, place but... in our
3: hearts and first place at giving interview quotes. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I did yeah. like all the, the the fact that that thread got posted to the subreddit where they were talking about. Uh, it was Junior's quote saying that I think every opera should play the way that I play. Something to that. You're asking for it, bro. You're literally like hooking yeah, yourself please. to the ceiling and then covering yourself with pinata it's tape, like, dude. I, I, I
1: feel doing? bad because obviously, because obviously, like, obviously, like <laughs> it's kind of taken like out of context in terms of, like what he means, right? Yeah, but. Yeah.
3: No, of so course, like, the whole thing is taken gotta, out of context. Gotta, they so just look at the
1: quote. <laughs> for you just his got form. to be, just so gotta so be, careful. Just gotta be careful, like,
3: still with what you're oh. saying in any interview, especially at this point. Like, I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, man. When he, As soon as he saw that that was the headline, he must have known. He must have known. Okay. <laughs> That's okay, it. That's okay, the all of complexity, Nip. so, yeah. The the people The people want
0: Nip. Oh, also, oh, wait. Okay, I will have to say this about complexity with, like, Floppy's interview where he's like, I was on three hours of sleep, so I took 100 milligram caffeine oh and three, my God. 200 milligrams of L-carnitine or whatever the fuck it is that you're creating like whatever.
2: That's such a Ricky moment. Not, dude. Not yeah, he, he took <laughs> no it, anon, which is like, it, it stops you from being, it stops jitters from yeah. caffeine. is that like... stuff
0: already in Monster Energy? Like, is that? the no. Is that? No, mm-hmm. it's not? Okay. No,
3: there's there's very few Wait, drinks on the market that actually package it's
0: like the way he phrases it. He makes it sound like he's doing illicit sub, like drug, like, he's like, <laughs> like a hard drug user or something like that. So, like, oh no, it's just hundred milligram caffeine and like you know, like you know, like if he's if he like if you just say the names of the full names of drugs, also they just sound way crazier. It's like you know, I'm, uh, I'm just taking a fifty milligram antihistamine in the morning and I'm also taking like uh, seventy five milligram, uh, just like I have some like stuffy nose shit ch- of oh, phenylephrine. Le- 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 f- fen- phenylephrine. Phenylephrine. if i'm taking 10 milligrams of phenylephrine every day it's like people are gonna think you're like doing drugs or something but you're just like no this is just really casual stuff
3: that's over the counter you know it's uh, not really well, that i think that, i think if any of the is... members of that team know how to phrase interview quotes it's definitely know, really it's just like, <laughs> phrase it like that please like you don't even have to say that you took that, honestly. Like <laughs> should,
0: It's not even anybody's business. Like it's like what is the, the active ingredient in like Tylenol, for example? Like just saying That's the just, whole scientific <laughs> or something?
3: Yeah,
1: That's just so on brand for, for floppy though. Yeah. Like Yeah, I you know.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Um Okay, okay. The people want to talk about nip. I wanna hear your guys if you guys have anything to say about nip first, because I I watch nip pretty closely, but let's Let's, uh, I
1: didn't really see them, and from what I look at, I feel like they performed exactly how I would have expected, almost. So, yeah, I mean, yeah until the the loss to Maus, I guess.
0: Yeah, until yeah. that loss to Mouse, you're you're kind of like, this looks pretty good, you know, this looks all right for them, right? Like, you lose to Navi, it's expected, and then you, uh, well, does it? I, I mean, then they lost to, then they beat uh, G two they yeah. beat heroic they beat g2 he they, it felt like they did all the hard work and then they got a little complacent against mouse they actually were up 9-1 on inferno against mouse and they lost and i just want to say that the way, the the downfall began when they were up 9-1 they were save, like they planned the bomb on a site and you know the bomb radius is just massive now uh res didn't get far enough away and i kind of knew he didn't get far enough away and i was like Rez is going to die here and uh he was like in in apartments or something like that. It was like you're not you're not going to survive this bomb blast. And he died and he just kind of like laughed and smiled and I was kind of like this game's not over. Like you 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 can lose this game still. Like Mouse is really good at this tournament and they lost like what they lost uh they were up 9-1. They won 3 of the next 18 rounds. Just yeah. after that. And I was like the men like they checked that they thought they won. They thought I think they yep. just thought they won too early in that game. And uh that was really disappointing because I think Mao's getting to the playoffs is just so weird. It's just such a it's really
3: strange. You know it's re- um, yeah, the funniest thing is Mao's getting to the playoffs is weirder to me than Movistar Riders getting to the playoffs. <laughs> like, for sure. It has no for Like sure. to me that's totally like what? Cologne? Are you sure that? You know you mean they qualified through the play in. Wow, congrats. That's impressive results for Maus. <laughs> but no, they actually Thur- got Thur- it all the way so.
2: Thorin had a really good tweet actually um where he was basically like uh he took a picture of the playoff bracket of, like, the quarterfinal, and he's like, so nice to see the bracket for the uh, Summer Sweet Summer Cup
3: uh, <laughs> is out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, kind of accurate, though. No, that's what it feels. It feels like uh, when you see that kind of bracket. It's like, oh, you invited some top teams to your playoffs, and then you got some people who qualified. Like, oh, that's crazy. But no, this is actually Cologne, boys. So, yeah. Pretty I mean, it's good to
1: see. I mean, I like, I don't know if we're still talking about NIP or mouse, but I do like the, uh, uh, in, theory, in theory, like the structure of Mouse and like how they shape up in terms of like Torzey, B Mass and Frozen, like their three stars, like that seems pretty solidified. They have a great like role player in JDC, like kind of like filling the gaps. And so obviously the only question for the last few months, at least for me especially, has been Dexter. Um, and I mean I still I'm not I'm not like sold on Dexter still. Um, just like just for this one event, but it's good to see them actually like put the pieces together and actually have like a decent event.
0: Uh, so. Yes. I mean I watched I watched Mouse really closely at this event because uh, I wanted to see why this is happening. Um, they they changed their T side like entirely. Um they made JDC's kind of like a pack entry player now and they also um at at basically like they'll they'll default for 50 seconds and then they'll just group and hit a bomb site together. It's really really basic counter strike, but it works. And it's uh it's. I think people are just getting caught off guard because they're doing things really fast. And I think like a lot of teams right now in the meta are, you know, winding that clock down to 30 seconds before they do a lot of their hits and they're doing it so early in the round that it's almost like there's no there you, you can't even like there's no you can't even mess up like you can't like it, it's like they don't even die in the defaults because the default's so sh- they just keep it so short and then they just hit a bomb site and it's like oh like teams are like we were holding our nades but you're already here so that's that's cool you're in your you're in our faces already um i think
3: <laughs> what is
0: okay what is the nightmare grand finals for you guys what is, um, what is the worst possible grand finals that could happen
2: movie star writers knows True. pretty much yeah
3: because <laughs> this is a team that, like, okay, it's Movistar's got the head. regional fan base from Spain, but then Mouse has like, are there Mouse fans besides the like lunatics with feel the flair?
1: Like, I feel like the worst final would be like Navi versus Movistar Star Riders, so because then I feel like you get to the final, it's probably just a blowout. Oh yeah, sure. Even though, like, even though like uh, Movie Star played them like pretty, pretty decently, and uh, like the uh, the upper bracket final, I, I'm not sure how that would go in an actual finals on the stage of like Cologne. So. I don't know. I feel like if it was like Movie Star versus Mouse in the finals of Cologne, I'd be like, "This is I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen," but I'm excited <laughs> <Yeah>. for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
0: the thing. I think the I think the obvious the obvious answer is Movie Star Mouse because you're like low. Maybe you think it's low quality, but I think those teams would be really evenly matched. But so it might actually reach five maps. But if it's like I think if it's like Phase Mouse, I think that's just ho- really bad because Phase should just destroy them yeah, every sure. day of the week. Um, yeah but uh I'm I'm I'll say this about Malz. I'm despite how much they ruined this tournament <laughs> they I am very much so happy for uh, seeing the Academy League prosper or you know continue to churn out success stories I think that's really cool cyclone Jdc and uh Torzy, obviously being the guys that you know are now uh the remaining Academy well yeah, I guess yeah, I don't really consider. I don't consider a bit academy play level or whatever because he didn't play in the academy league. But like he, I guess he's also from the academy type of system. So, but uh, yeah, he was actually on the like Navi junior team for a long ass time. By yeah. the way, but um, like over a, <laughs> over a year. Uh,
1: a liquid, a liquid astralis final where Team Liquid has the better opera. What a
0: time!
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, that yeah. would actually. I actually think. In a way, as long as Astralis and Liquid win their, seri- their quarterfinals matches, I don't think they're really... I think we all want to see Na'Vi phase grand final, but like I wouldn't really mind seeing Liquid or Astralis in a grand finals right now. I think it'd just be... the li- There's a lot of Liquid bias when I say that, like NA bias. But like I just don't think you can really always count Astralis out in these kind of games. It seems like they just... Like Glaive on a stage is really terrifying for people. So I I don't know. That that's that'd be kind of cool, but Liquid Astralis would be the you yeah. know like dream that'd be kind I of think, a dream grand final. I, I definitely think
1: it's possible for like I wouldn't say it's like likely at all for one or both of them to reach the finals, but I wouldn't say like Navi and FaZe are like invincible if you know Liquid and Astralis when they're quarterfinals, right? Like yeah. I'd say Navi and FaZe are like the clear two favorites and I'd be surprised if it's not them in the finals, but yeah. they're definitely not like unbeatable, especially in their current states with Navi still yeah. having a stand-in. FaZe obviously looks a lot better, but they, they still have their struggles the past few months and that can always rear its head once again. So be interesting to see.
3: Yeah, it's okay. weird. It's, it's a weird bracket in general because there's actually room for both the peaking underdog teams, Mavistar and, uh, well, I guess you could even apply that label to Liquid, but Mavistar and Maus could definitely be on track to, to make it to semis at one of the biggest events of the whole circuit, which is crazy to think about, and nobody would believe you if you said that earlier. So, um, you know, it, it really depends. I think a lot of my, uh, maybe not my enjoyment of the tournament, but a lot of what I think the, the semifinal quality hinges on whether or not Astralis and Liquid make it through to the next phase, because I do feel like there's a pretty huge mismatch between but there's a huge mismatch between those like their opponents and them anyway but there's a bigger gulf between you know Navi Maus and FaZe Mavistar than there is like FaZe Liquid and and Navi Astralis you know what i mean so that's probably the that's the only thing that i would say that i'm a little bit concerned about is that if it does go the way of the underdogs in these quarterfinals the whole rest of the tournament feels a little bit whack uh, so you know until we get to the grand finals at least and then we can just take the whole day off i guess cuz it's the best of 5
0: Navi Maus is just
3: It's not a it's not a semifinal. At, it's not no. a Cologne cologne semifinal. Come no, on.
0: No. It's not. It's
1: not. Even Astralis sounds exciting. Navi Maus sounds It, it does. Like... Navi
0: Astralis does <laughs> yeah. sound exciting even though it, it even though reality says that today Astralis aren't that good but like Astralis might be getting good. Like they they the way that they played that group stage was pretty convincing actually. So uh you know, beating Cloud9, beating... Beating, like, Fa- Cloud9 and Furia are super legit wins for Astralis to yeah. be getting to the playoffs. Even though they only had to win two BO3s, those are ones that, they were the un- heavy underdogs in both, I'd say. Well, maybe not against the and current they, form of Furia, but, but like, they were, they were underdogs in the Cloud9 one, for sure. Yeah. And
1: it's not like they got shit on against FaZe, so...
0: Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um... Uh this 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 tournament is just honestly really strange because of because of what happened with Movistar Mouse uh, I, I think. Like if it were one more team in here that was like a top 10 team like an NIP, Heroic, Take Your Pick, G2 Vitality, whatever, this tournament would look kind of sick on paper, yeah. but but just because of Mouse it just feels like what the
1: hell. Man, uh, Astralis Vitality like on the stage would have been I a lot know. Of fun.
0: Even us I think Astralis yeah Astralis Vitality Astralis G2 Astralis NIP like all of those sounds so much better. But um uh, any anything how about let's talk about some individuals at this event. Any did any players from particular teams uh catch your guy's eye as like oh I like watching this?
1: uh I mean not like this particular tourney and like he's been pretty good for a while but one thing I've been pretty impressed with, like how Brolin's been playing just in general in NIP. I love Brolin. Feels like he's, yeah. I feel like he really kind of struggled with himself in Fnatic. I think maybe just struggled like, to fit in with the team and like, the direction they were going. And so, kind of seeing him in NIP and seeing him like frag out playing really well has just been nice. And who knows how good NIP could be if they had another player that was a consistent star of some kind. You know,
0: maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe an maybe opera maybe or something. Offer. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we'll see, I guess. I'll say that, that Esetag kind of delivered rounds to NIP actually in their Heroic series. It was kind of surprising. He was actually getting way more aggressive, but then he st- kind of stopped doing that for the rest of the whole tournament. It was like, hey, let me try this style out that I know every opera should really be doing. And then it worked. And then he was like, eh, I didn't like that. <laughs> but it's like, you won. Why, why'd you stop? So that's weird. That's, that's, that's strange. But, um, I think I liked, uh, who did I like? Well, I like Mopaz a lot. I think that guy is sick.
2: Um, yeah, Mopoz that, played pretty well. Yeah. Between, it was between Mopoz and Senpai two players that I actually enjoyed watching a lot yeah. in the early portion of this bracket.
1: Yeah. I know they, uh, I know they went out pretty fast, but I am still pretty impressed with Try and how he played at this tournament.
0: Oh, Zero we, Zero we haven't Nation. even talked about Zero Zero Nation at all. Uh, what do you guys think of this this whole this whole roster move? I like oh, I it a can't. lot more than
1: yeah, I like it a lot more than the, rest, the last year's nation roster. So yeah.
0: yeah, I'm I'm one of the biggest taco haters out there, and I actually kind of love this roster. I actually think this is pretty sick. Uh, think that now that the Godsent trio there has an opera that they don't have to be giving it to Taco or Doomow or Lato or whatever. I think that they are just straight up better. The main question now for me is, is Coldzera going to lift himself to even remotely what we're, what his name value indicates because he's pretty frequently a huge weak link for this team. Um, you know, you, you, Brush aside what Taco's outputting statistically because he's the leader, and actually, their style looks good sometimes. Like, people are figuring out their style, but I talked to Kerrigan actually about when they played against Zero Zero Nation because they had a pretty close ancient game. And he said that he, Kerrigan was kind of mad uh, when he described what it was like to play against Zero Zero Nation because he was like, Yeah, we got faked, and we don't usually get faked like that, and we're never going to get faked like that again, kind of thing. It was like, Oh, uh, not word for that wasn't that was me paraphrasing, but he was uh definitely like if it's kind of like if they studied zero zero nation, he doesn't. I don't think that would have happened. Um, but they're well, I definitely like taco yeah. calling more than cold zero. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They look, look, they look way way yeah. better, and godsend look better than zero zero nation did. Um, but
2: yeah, uh, I I wonder if they'd be a little bit like I wonder if they'd be a bit better if they got Henny instead of Try like. I don't know if that would be an upgrade, but like, mm. just in terms of like current level, I wonder if that would have changed anything. I, don't know. In, in I really game. like try. Like, try okay. is really good, and I think he has a lot of potential for the future. And from what this team's currently doing, it looks like that's kind of what they're aiming at. They're not like looking for short-term success. So, as far as like long-term viability is concerned, I I think try is a better choice. But I think they're also trying to sell him. uh, at least according to reports, like they were trying to sell him back to Nine Z, but the buyout was too big, so they kept him. So, like for me, that that's a little weird because it seems nah. like that wasn't originally part of their plan. But nah. uh, a chip on his try, I
1: feel like I feel like yeah. overall there's probably just less trauma with Try than there was Henny. I mean, I don't know, like especially these days, if Henny's still on the, I want to play with my brother all the
2: time. And True, the festival, they something could have cut and going like, back. Yeah, they cut Lato for for Lucas. You no, know, what if they got they got they get rid of Cold and bring
0: in Lucas, and they bring in Henny for Trump. <laughs> no, <I hate laughs> it. tough.
2: Uh, to your point about Cold though, I don't think he has to be like Cold. Is like at this point the fourth fragger for this team. I find like he as long as he's kind of doing the. For me, like he has to fill that kind of clutching FN, like old FNX Zypex kind of like role more than anything. Cause then Lato, Lato's playing pretty well. and You obviously have like Dumao who's who's fragging out for them. So then, like, you don't really need cold to be the, the player who's going to step up and be like the, the difference maker,
0: right? Uh, I'll say one stat that kind of jumped out to me for cold though is that at this event he's the only person on the team that had like a sub 1.0 KD on ct side like he was hmm. uh kind of po- like and that's kind of where like on t side i don't need him to be doing anything crazy but i, I need him to hold the spots on ct side that's kind of my main thing i just hate when players take this out of context i just hate when players get skinny man <laughs> Just, <laughs> just need them to stay fat, man. Just stay, just stay unhealthy. Just don't ever give in to the pressure of actually becoming a well-rounded human. Taking care of your body, yeah.
3: It's not Go worth it. it. You Let's, lose all your skill. Just stop. Act skinny, stay fat. Is that the message from Maui Snake?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Act act skinny. Carry yourself like a like a skinny guy, but just be the fat guy that you want to be.
3: How else are you going to top frag, right? So and that. do take that, my
0: advice. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. That's okay. That's gotta be it, right? We covered like every freaking team, right? Did we not talk about anybody? Surely not. Astralis. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um. What did did you guys get to see much of them? I I have I have thoughts about them, but I'd like to. Keep the flo- I'd open the floor up. I first. just
3: feel like like Not with Maos, except to a lesser degree with Astralis, it feels like they're fool's gold and I'm waiting for them to turn back into the pumpkin, but I've been saying that for basically this whole post-Device era of Astralis, so maybe maybe they'll prove me wrong in an emphatic fashion by recreating some 2017-era Grand Finals. We'll see.
0: Hmm. Um. Okay, I guess people are typing we didn't really talk about navi um i i mean i i think navi okay okay let's just let's just do this question to talk about navi and phase at the same time who do we who do you guys think is going to win the event um mix go first who do you think is going to win the event um team (laughs) like (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh
3: my God. God. okay
0: all right you can think you can think that that's fine you can you can believe that 150 o- hours
2: past two copium,
0: weeks actually you can win an event you can it's just it's actually possible i
1: yeah. am huffing some insane copium right now i'm always on the oc copium so
0: okay, okay. reasonable right. um, Listen. No, if i
1: don't believe then what's the point <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um no, that's that's how I actually celebrate Christmas too. If you don't believe in Santa, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, what's your what's your who do you think? Who's I'll gonna... take Navi. Yeah, okay.
3: Actually. Uh, why be why, close, why, why
0: why Navi over phase though?
2: Actually, hold on. It's a best of five final. I changed my mind. I'm gonna take phase. Just for the pure depth and map pull and and overall like uh game plan that they're gonna have going into that. I think that the The fact that Phase are so focused going into this event and have put it on like their top list. I mean, all teams have it on their top list, but like the the fact that they've said that they're prioritizing it that much makes me like actually think that they're gonna take this if it's like that more that much more in depth in terms of their map pool.
0: Yeah, your final answer. Uh, you, have ST,
2: you have SD. You have SDY coming in. And I don't think that they would have had enough time to like refine five maps to that level compared to a team like his.
0: So you think if this were a BO, uh, a BO3, they would just beat FaZe? 2-1, probably, but yeah. Dude, they just absolutely shit on phase at Blast. Like, literally, 16-6, 16-1, dust mm-hmm. to an in Inferno. But you think the five maps is gonna change this a lot. And, and I yeah, guess, well, I guess phase is playing better right now, so...
3: Yeah, FaZe care yeah. about this event, Maui. You said it yourself, so.
0: That's true. That's true. Who do you think Prodigo is going to win?
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll be boring and say FaZe as well, but the reason for me is that Na'Vi, so there's obviously the SDY stand-in factor uh, where they're still trying to re- fill the, the hole left by Boomich's departure, and that's one of those things where you don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know what to what level they are. Clearly, there's enough talent on this team and enough protocols from Blade that you don't need to worry at all about like them going up against lesser opposition, we'll call it. But against the number one, number two, who knows, really, team in the world right now, uh, phase in form, I don't like their odds with SDY more than I liked their odds with Boomich, and I predicted against Na'Vi for the grand finals of the major, so... I have to stay consistent just on that basis alone. FaZe looked like they actually came to play at this event, which is a refreshing change of, of pace compared to the last couple. So I'll take them to take the w.
0: Hmm. i I'm, I'm definitely buying heavy into the quality of the Navi win over NIP, who I feel was like their hardest opponent and the one that they took the most seriously. Uh, well, you know, they beat, I, I say that, which is so like, backwards in a way because mouse and movie actually made it to the playoffs and they got two, they two one both of those but i just think oh man it's tough to like really sell this but i i do think navi is gonna win this i i just something about simple man and something about like like electronics still being an incredible form while being an in-game leader i think it takes so yeah. much pressure off of everybody yeah uh i i can't like I already really you know loved when teams have an in game leader that suddenly finds like a nice string of form, but when they're the second best guy on your team like this, and you have the players like bit and simple also like it just it just feels so hard to manage that if you're phase i guess the the one angle I kind of agree with you note though is that. Because it's a five map pool, I don't know if STY is blooded on every map yet uh, adequately enough. So that's a little. It's also bit like concerning. tough
1: when you're like new to calling. I feel like, like electronic is like f- new to like being like the full time IGL. Yeah, IGO five is a, a long fucking series.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm trying to what
1: do you them. mean? Just
2: pull out the blade Rolodex of Struts. He's gonna slap a binder on the table and just call from there. Yeah, that's the thing. I
0: think I think I think calling is easier when Blade is your coach by a large margin. Yeah, because you has the whole script right there. So you get a packet, you get a you get like the whole book. So you just read the book and you just do what it says. No, you're not the (laughs) investment package. Yeah. Like the way that the way that Blade got around only having four timeouts is that he has everything there like in order, so he doesn't have to use his first like timeouts for the first eight rounds. Basically, yeah, like, he can it. and then he can come in later if he sees something because you know the even though it's fifty pages long, it's it's only fifty pages long when Blade's mine is millions pages.
2: And if he pats electronic on the left shoulder, it's strat two, and right shoulder, it's strat three. <laughs> just, well, that's it's
0: well, just thank like God, God we're not on a valve event. Thank God we're not a valve event. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, That'd be a way to do it. Okay. We have a lot of Patreon questions and we have a hard stop time in about 35 minutes. So we need to do these Patreon questions. Let's do it, guys. Let's jump into these. We've got, um, go you got to you got it up on the screen. The just same chronological order. It'll
3: be the same order. Yep.
0: Um, okay. Also, by the way, shout out to the Patreon itself. It's exclamation mark Patreon in the Twitch chat. Be sure if you guys want to get your questions answered by us we will be able to do to do that. I think it's safe to say that whatever talk about that stuff later. I, I, I don't need to preface everything in life. Let's just do it. bad Dronus asked on June 8th, uh, which IGLs outside of the NA region who might consider joining an NA team, do you think would be a great fit for liquid EG's main team or complexity? Let's just, okay. This is like three questions in one. Um, well, Liquid, okay. Do so you guys. It's like mostly a question for EG
1: because I, I can't see. A, like Liquid doesn't seem like a. Uh, I don't need a swap, swap on Complexity
0: yeah, or, or Liquid that badly.
1: Complexity, you, you could like, make some sort of argument, but I don't know. I think you just stick with JT for now. Or I don't yeah, know who yeah, else you I got, yeah, um, yeah. But EG, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I still. I still. I don't know what happened on Fnatic, but I, I still rate Alex pretty well. But. Also, Fnatic literally opted to keep Mezzi and have them IGO rather than keeping Alex, so I don't know what's happening there. That must say okay. something. But I don't know. I, I can't really think of any IGLs that instantly stick out to me
0: like that. Well, they, well since this question has been an, even asked, there was that report that they were looking at Neelin and Hooksy. I think Hooksy yeah, yeah. would be okay. I think Hooksy would make sense, some, some sense. I don't know stylistically. I, I haven't really broken down Copenhagen Flames enough to... to Someone said "bird from sky" in chat, which will always make me laugh. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Well, I don't know. Do you guys see any other IGLs out there? Let me. I'm looking at players now.
2: Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. Um,
1: Hooksy, I feel like it would just be good to make sure they get back on track. I don't really yeah. know much about Neeland to be honest.
0: I don't. K23 was not
3: that good that i would have like even considered him but
1: yeah it's a weird choice i don't know i didn't even yeah.
3: i didn't i didn't watch that much of them but what i saw of them didn't seem like it was screaming tactics at me anyway so yeah, yeah. exactly uh but that, I, w- I-, I will say on the the alex from fanatic slash cloud nine route is like that that i think is a pretty solid shout i'm I mean, people were saying earlier yep. in t- in chat that Alex might even be a good fit to replace Alexi B if you're willing to take yet another IGL gamble perhaps, but I don't even know if it is a gamble like Alex seems to me like he should have been on track to be a top like top tier IGL and Maybe he's just been the most unlucky man possible. Uh, and uh, hopefully that doesn't stain his career further. But I have seen nothing to indicate that he's like a problem or that there's an issue besides like maybe reading between the lines of what, like what Mick said about Mezzi being the IGL now. So I don't know what's going on over there, but it would, okay. it would be um, an upgrade over NA, like for EG, for example.
0: I'll shed some light on the Alex case right now because I do know a lot, actually, Okay, but it's like personality stuff he kind of like gets emo um in games he also like okay whatever this is so long ago like basically when when they lost the rmr it just like didn't really show camaraderie like that's kind of a way to put this where it was kind of like and that kind of that the thing is like when i hear about some of the reasons why they like moved away from alex on Fnatic, it kind of seemed like Alex was getting a little bit fed up with the te- where the team was and what was going on with it. And I think he's like in his right to do that because when you're him and you have this lineup that was like Brolin, Mezzi, Crims, yourself, and... Smuja. Smuja. You kind of like like, a lot of the problems seem to come from Smooya there, but then when Smooya and Brolin both left, it's like, now you're losing a lot very quickly, and you kind of feel like that was ripped away from you, and I really kind of empathize with Alex, because when you lose players like that, they're pretty irreplaceable, or Brolin yeah. mostly, and and uh, I think that's, like, probably rubbed him the wrong way with where the direction of the Fnatic org was going, getting all these academy players in, and, like, trying, trialing Poison and all these people out, like, you know, eventually you just like, but so I don't think he's like necessarily on like, lo, like damaged goods or anything like he can bounce back. So I, I think I kind of, I kind of feel Alex could be good. That's, but that's kind of the history with him and Fnatic. They just had a bad falling out because, because yep. of that stuff.
3: Yeah. I, I think that's understandable given the situation. Like I said, you know, it's easy to, to say, oh, he's one of the most unlucky people in Counter-Strike. But I don't know. Like at the same time you got to take credit for what your involvement was in it all. So I'm sure he's uh, hopefully reflected on that. And he's ready to come back harder. Grind Sigma grind set. Hello. Get him on the team, please. That's my, uh, that's my, I've seen him.
0: I've seen him call some really great T sides, even with that kind of busted fanatic roster. So I, I, yeah, I think he's actually, I think he's a pretty legit IGL. Just saying. Um, uh, okay. So that's, that's our, that's our answer for that question. First sock asked June 12th, while it's not very topical, considering the original ban happened over a year ago and they've been unbanned for a few months, what do you think of the fact that t- the Timbermen core is back and grinding up the ranks again? What was their what, was their original punishment—a year ban from ESEA and permanent bans from F- FPL too light or just right? So, no, do you remember what they did to get banned? So, for people that don't know, this is like a, a Premier level team. Uh, they weren't like a playoff Premier level team, but they were kind of like middle of the pack in ESCA premier or challenger yeah. league
2: so they what were did
0: they,
2: do? they were just like in every pug or like match they would play they're just weirdos like they would talk shit be racist like okay. say say like they'd call people like uh gamer words the f word yeah gamer yeah. words as you would <laughs> um okay. and yeah they they basically did that for like years running and then they basically like when actually called them out for it, like a lot of other people who had been oh, yes, uh yeah. who'd who'd said so who'd had them say weird shit to them, uh also like came out with what they'd done. They were also posting like uh from from what I was told by somebody else, it was like this cartoon image of like child of like not it wasn't strictly child porn, but it was like cartoons of like young, like uh, like a, of of a of like a show or something but with like Characters that are super, young. like, yeah, they, they're just like the it definition of like freaky. Was just like, it was just like weird yeah. shit, like, yeah, it was like, um, just the
1: definition of like fucking like edgy humor. You okay. know what I mean? Like, it wasn't it was even so edgy, funny. it was like yeah.
2: past edgy. It was just like, why yeah, you know like, what I mean, Why, why like, can't you just be yeah. a normal, like, yeah, like, okay. this is so
1: funny because it's edgy and it's dark, <laughs> and
2: yeah. So, so basically, that was the whole deal. They, they like would go, I think they went to a LAN uh, about a year ago or like a little over a year ago, and they also like tried to. Uh, should talk JoJo and like a couple of other players, and yeah. they ended up getting kicked out. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think it, as as to the question, I think that like I don't know, I I don't believe in like having someone punished forever, but that's on the on the con- condition that they're like actually trying to change that behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case with these players because they've been punished before and just claim that they're vic- they're they're being victimized. And it doesn't really check out. I will say to, to one point is that Kel seems to get caught up in like the conversation as like um, part of that group of like, I mean, he is part of the group and part of the team, but he, as far as my understanding of it, he's never been like one of the people to say those words or anything, but he has like enabled it by being there and not saying anything. So he is like tied to it, but from my understanding, he hasn't said anything, but like have a Dane, uh, Snav, uh those guys do have, have are all like part of that kind of thing yeah
1: yeah i think i think i'm kind of sure something like they don't need to be like fucking banned forever especially like when they're mostly all like teenagers or whatever but yeah i mean if they obviously i don't really keep up with them or anything so i have no idea if that's something that they ever like accepted responsibility for and like so like or, you know try to improve as people and like just you know grow the fuck up you know, if that's the case and they really are trying to, you know, mature and that type of shit, then, you know, I'm all for people getting, like, second chances and continuing to play and try to grind themselves. And maybe even, like, getting unbanned from FPL one day if they aren't edgy wars anymore, that type of thing. But, I mean, if they just instantly, like, start doing the same shit, I mean, I feel like you just permanently ban them at that point if they're just not going to learn ever, so. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really mind people getting second chances. You uh, shit sure yeah. like that.
3: Well, when we were younger, maybe the internet was less uh, prominent. And as a result, the stuff has long since been purged. And so nobody knows who we were in a past life. Not the case for these people. <laughs> Everything's been publicized. Hopefully they grow out and you, you'd think they would. I mean, there's so many resources out there, including just aging in general, that gives you a better perspective on life. So I think they'll be all right if they actually were genuine in uh, in being a little bit, you know, like I guess regretful or something to that effect, right? And saying like, yeah, we, we'll we own up to that. I don't know the circumstances. I'm just saying if that's, if that's the case and they came back and they felt like their time was served and they finally took responsibility for it, great. And if not, you know, if if it's more of just lip service, then th- their actions will distribute that, right? So it is. A, yeah. it was a pretty ridiculous world. case when it came out. If people don't remember though, like uh, when some of the the recordings or whatever were surfaced, it was, well, I wouldn't recommend doing that in the modern age, you know? <laughs> never know who's recording it. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh,
0: I think I'm um, just like, I don't know. I don't know if there's, if they're still doing bad stuff, you know, it should be like another two year punishment, but I don't know if, if they are. So that's, that's my yeah. only contract. So yeah. I think it's fine. I think uh, basically what do you so is it too light or just right? I think a year is just right, but a permanent ban from FPL seems pretty crazy. Honestly, I think it should also just be a year. Uh it's definitely
1: be up for like review at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because
1: people... I think
2: I think that was just I I don't want to say incompetence, but it was just like poorly managed by the the face it staff. Like I don't think that they were involved enough in the issues before it became such a like melting pot yeah, okay. of a problem. Like I tried to tell them, like DM them a while ago. I know that a couple of other players tried to DM them a while ago, and they never like actively did stuff. Like they would ban a player for a week and then he'd be back doing the same thing. And it's just like, okay, you're you're not actually like trying to help this. So then they let it like boil over to the point where it had to be like something extreme. And then they kind of just like because it was like going viral on Twitter, they they kind of just slapped that whole thing uh on it and made it a permanent ban. But I that that like yeah, that should be up for review at some point. That doesn't really make sense.
3: Is it is Face just like ridiculously understaffed or something like i, I always hear people say that. yeah i messaged the mods or admins or whatever and didn't get anywhere with my case and it's actually something that should warrant attention from what they're presenting i don't know if that's just signal bias from looking at twitter or something but it does feel like everybody has to go outside of face it in order to get an answer and even then it's not a guarantee and i just have to wonder what's going on with that, with that whole setup i guess they're managing at scale
2: yeah well, I mean, since slow started there, it's gotten better, I think. Okay. At least for the North America side of things. So there is like someone who is actually in touch with the scene and active, like trying to manage it at this point. But back then, there definitely wasn't someone doing it. Properly. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, Arrow 4 on June 15th asks thoughts on this article about EG? It's the one, it's the EVs interview uh that he like revealed all the shit about what was going on internally with yep. that team uh and what is what is he asking and or how good would a team of automatic NAF floppy oh like um, an
3: team, team i don't know
0: <laughs> okay he's like he's like asking a second question uh
3: probably just do the first I mean, one what do you guys Yeah think? okay so what
0: what do we what do we think about the eevee uh thing about stewie I mean I Apple, like I I mean I think he's right to talk about like some of it but
1: also I feel like I don't know I don't know how much I agree with like just doing an interview as like the assistant assistant coach for the team you're on and just like literally revealing like fucking like everything and just like throwing everyone under the bus and just talking about whatever I mean even just from like his perspective I I feel like it's just not worth it because then you just get yourself involved in some like stupid drama Um, yeah it sounds like should stay behind
2: closed doors
1: like I don't know I thought it was a bit ridiculous like Of like kind of like how much he told about it like you know i did like an interview with hltv after i uh, i think with no uh, after the uh, colossus team right and like even then like i'm still like careful about what i'm saying like i have like my issues and stuff with the team and like maybe certain people but like I'm not just gonna go in there and be like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit and he would <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> sure. yeah. no, know, you did that you, know you I mean? did that before the interview started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like I'm still like gonna be like careful of like what I'm actually putting out there for like everyone to just fucking read, right? I don't know. I feel like you should have just been more careful of like what exactly he was saying and how he was saying it. Yeah, well um, it is some points are valid. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to just like completely throw only Stewie under the bus is like the entire reason for her the team failing. I mean, obviously, it was a large reason, but you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, well, it's definitely a takes two to tango in some capacity, but it it does feel like Mm -hmm. maybe the way that it's painted anyway, it definitely paints Stewie in a very negative light. The thing about revealing the details is I feel like the French scene is notorious for having these super revealing interviews, and then they don't know of anybody who actually translates these articles no these guys these just stay in the French sphere no uh, English speaking pundit is ever gonna get their hands on a translated version they're never gonna use like I don't know deep mind translation or anything in a pinch to see what what's going on no it'll just stay behind closed doors it's Vegas guys. It's not Vegas. This stuff does actually trickle out to the rest of the world. We will find out about it. Just as a matter of course, the idea that you're going to reveal all this shit and just assume that it's totally fine. And there's not going to be any, like it's happened so many times with, with French outlets, hasn't it? Like you think about the Taz interview where he probably shed a little, few, few too many details about, what was going on with G2 and Alexei B. Conflicts yeah. and stuff. And yeah. even before that, I, or maybe after that, I guess, there was the the Apex podcast translation, which uh, was probably a little bit out of context because that seems like a very casual show. But, you know, there's still all these elements where the you know there will be some content, shoulder content or whatever made for the French scene, and they just kind of think maybe it's fine and we're all insiders and nobody else is going to find out. I don't know. But this one definitely made a splash. I'll say that much.
2: You mean like the interviewer Apex was like Stewie is making yeah. two times as my uh, <laughs> two times my side? Like okay. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Stewie is so. not a leader or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah, it's just
1: <laughs> then, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um, okay, yeah. I mean, I I, I um, think reacting to some of the things are kind of uh, in the article. I I actually kind of knew a lot of this actually already. Actually, Malik Malik was like pretty open with me at the RMR. I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but he told me some things about the internal workings of the team being very off. So that's that's that. And um, yeah, I heard some privacy, stuff
2: when I was in Dallas.
0: Yeah, just to respect his privacy, I'm not going to get into what he told me. But like. Evie said more than what Malik told me. So like, <laughs> that was like, that's where this interview is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think. It's really now tough if you're anybody it, to hire this Eevee guy because, like, what? How are? Why would you want to hire somebody that is so willing to say all this? Like, that's that's what I kind of think about a lot. Yeah, exactly.
2: See this, um, which yeah, mix mix covered that too. But uh, I I don't yeah. like the team that suggested down there. By the way, only because like oh. I don't know why you would have automatic NAF and floppy.
3: Yeah, true. And then not,
2: and then not a leash. <laughs> like, it, like why those? fighters like it's like three. It's like wait, three wait, players wait, that are wait, almost wait, like the same. Wait, wait yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait.
0: So they well, 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 for the for the for the question that for the second part of this question, a uh, people know, um, the guy also asked how good would a team of automatic NAF floppy OC and an IGL basically be? And yeah, that's so th- that has three passive riflers yeah. on it
2: which is Like, weird. same roll riflers essentially. Yeah.
0: It'd be cool to see if they could make it work, because they're all very skilled, but, like... Yeah, they're all see, pretty versatile, so it's like not, it's not like they're only passive, but still, it's a bit... They're not entries, strange. though. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Sure. They're not space takers for the most part, so... I think, like, of these three, Automatic might be the most aggressive, which is, like, really passive still. But, uh... Okay, let's move on to the next question. Slump... M- slumpness Monster... Asked on June 17th, what international roster would benefit the most from picking up naf? Nasty ass naf is what he wrote. So what international what roster would benefit from naf? Let's just let's just assume language barriers are not an issue. Sure. Let's, just, let's just say that. Put that
1: forward yeah, hear here. me out.
0: Hear me out. Yeah.
1: Minus Masuta plus NAF.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, that, I think that'd be pretty sick, yeah. actually. I think minus Jax. Plus Naf would be pretty good for G two. uh Oh, but the personality, oh my man! God. I have it. I have it. Okay. Minus Tizian, plus Naf. Boom! Oh this big God. team is <laughs> so good. It's so good, actually. Like, are you are you telling me that wouldn't be like a top four team right there? Does Naf
1: even have to like speak German, or is he?
0: No, like, we're saying we're saying language barrier is not an issue. Oh, okay, okay, for, yeah. this, for this. Um. So so yeah it was it, it was funny Every roster
2: now an international roster what yeah. okay yeah. but i no, feel like i feel like i
1: could imagine Nath like on a team just calming in english and all his teammates just like calming in german and still just dropping like 20 that. That. <laughs> he, <doesn't> <laughs> <care>. <laughs> he just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. he's just like yeah. yeah one ram and i'm just like
0: all right he's just like,
1: the just thing is
0: big can switch to english they've done it
1: before
2: yeah. <laughs> all those guys wait can, wait you wait, true, wait. True, Nath yeah. for drop then.
0: oh naff for drop would also be really good um yeah that'd be
2: yeah that was kind, kind of, of sick. yeah that would be really cool your rifle trio of Queserato, yuri naf that's oh kind
0: of god it's pretty disgusting actually i there's not even really a team that is that much that there's no there's basically no team that wouldn't want to enlist naf except for Navi and FaZe probably right now like even and
2: apparently EG when they tried to rebuild their roster. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, well, he—I thought he turned that down. Uh, he turned them down after they weren't like running with the project that they uh, had okay. in mind. Okay,
0: I—I I think almost. Yeah, I really think almost every. Is there any team ranked third to tenth that you would think would be bad? A bad spot for NAF? like, not really. Like it, assuming they speak English or could.
1: No,
2: it's like, i he'd mean, be like, sick I on like s- heroic,
0: like yeah, he'd be yeah. he'd be good on heroic, he'd be good on nip for Plopsky.
2: I think that's just an upgrade player for like basically any team. <laughs> yeah. You know, basically, like,
0: basically, yeah. I, yeah, this team I don't know. Okay. That, that that that's our answer to the question. Every team would get better with NAF, pretty much. So, uh <laughs> that's it. Adam Adam asked July 11th. Do you think over the next year more talented players will join ENTS or all the existing talent on ENTS will be picked apart to join better teams? Oh, that's a, just like a hard prediction. Um, yeah, normally the way guys- these
3: things work is that the team with low, the organization that doesn't have a crazy amount of budget just gets picked apart because they get too many offers they can't refuse. So, And the players yeah. themselves, too. But the problem with this yeah, is it's that hard to say ENTS the- is top three in the rankings. They're like, or have, you know, the, historically they've just been ramping up to this point where they're so good and the idea yeah. that like okay yeah they're gonna start falling apart now like really i don't say i don't see that happening unless there is a personality conflict i feel like in the team you know i, I don't know I think. No, it... yeah
1: you guys I, I was gonna say i don't know much about ents as like an org but they almost feel like they're like in, in like an in-between slot where like they're big enough that like you have to pay a pretty substantial amount to like buy out a player and they probably get like decent salaries but they're also not like rich enough that they can just like you know buy out a ton of like you know buy out like a super talented player from like another team type thing right yeah well there's I a think, reason
3: they picked up Hades and uh Sphinx and some of these like FPL almost players or something like they're not breaking <laughs> the bank to hire out talent is, For, is from saying, my
2: understanding you know? their salaries aren't like super high like some of the best teams in the world but like they're not badly paid or anything so i think they are like um i think it was mentioned in like a, a podcast or something uh that I listened to, but I think if you'd asked this question a year ago, then I would lean towards ants eventually getting picked apart. But the fact that they're now an EPL partner team and actually have that slot in ESL leagues kind of changes the dynamic a bit. I don't think, I think there's less incentive for the players to want to go to a different team in that way. Cause at least now they're guaranteed to have those ESL event appearances and yeah. EPL appearances. Whereas before, like you could see players being like, Oh, like, this team, like, this, like, NIP wants to go international and pick up Spinks or whatever, like, then they'd be like, okay, you have a spot in Blast, you have a spot in EPL, like, that's worth it. Uh, whereas now, it's not, like, they're still not in Blast, but, like, there's still more incentive to stay. Like, ends are yeah. buying into keeping the team long-term.
1: I feel like players on a team like this mostly would, like, almost, like, want to leave. Like, the only time they, they would actually, like, want to leave and join another team is to join maybe, like, a top team from like of their nationality but obviously like a lot of these players like there's no good like top polish team at the moment you know like Dihan hades aren't rushing to join virtus pro or something right and obviously the other two don't really have like sick national teams just in general so the only one that would have like the opportunity potentially in the future would be like snappy you know if you know one of these danish teams came calling for like an igl and he wanted to like play for a danish team again but even then it's like he's had the most success here in his entire career so yeah you really like want to leave that so I don't know. I can't really see any of them just getting like poached by anyone, uh, at least in yeah. the near future.
0: Uh, I just yeah. Well to answer it, I think they would probably then be a little bit more likely to pick up a player, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe
1: like because of their success, like I think like they'd be more prone to like make an investment into someone, maybe yeah. to try to continue it.
0: Oh, it'd be like really cool, honestly, to like get a dexter in here. You know, that'd be Really unique. That would be, yeah. That'd be that. That would take this team to what I would hope would be a cons- like they're a top three team, but I almost feel like they're an inconsistent top three right now. Like they more so feel like a top six team to me. Maybe like so. I think they would be like a really surefire top four team if they got Dexter in for Hades. So that would be that would be the move I want, and I think that's more likely than this team getting picked apart. So, that's where I put this. Okay. CS Leaks, at CS Go Leaks on Twitter, uh, asked today, is Big a top five team if JDC replaces Tizian? Oh. Mm, it's a Mally question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It feels kind of like a
3: side grade to me, but what do you think, Mally?
0: Yeah, I think it's just a little bit of a side grade. I don't think JDC, I think JDC was super impressive in the Academy League, and I thought he deserved to do be playing at a slightly higher level. I think we're seeing that right now What with what are attempting to put together. And well, the thing is that he's not really even playing the exact same roles on T side now that he was before. So he and he kind of is doing better right now. So it doesn't really make as much sense because when he played more Tizian style roles, he didn't play that well. So. I don't think that team gets better if... Well, I don't think they get better with JDC over Tizian. They would just get better if they had, like... Uh, I don't know. There was some... Let me think. Who could even speak German? <sighs> I, I I don't know who they should get really. It's t- I, I think though they, they ran this segment at ESL about like should the team switch players or should they keep their players? And I think almost everybody kept the team for big because they just look at the German landscape and it's like really hard to immediately be like yeah get this guy in for Tizian. Like the only guy is Keto actually, and I don't know if you really want just Keto for Tizian in those roles. Like I actually think Keto's better today as an over overall contributor to a team, but I don't know if he's a, better in that role. So that's where that's the only thing I would do to big is maybe, maybe actually experiment keto for Tizian spots on every map and just see if the added firepower and maybe slight drop in terms of team play and tactics is worth it for them. And they have the resources to do that because they're all on the same payroll. So they could just move Tizian to the Academy League help out the Academy team a lot while Kido gets another shot at this stuff. But I don't think JDC is the the answer. That's all. So that's that answer. Okay. That brings us to the end here. We're about to hit our hard stop in eight minutes. And uh, let's do shout outs. Mix, what's your shout out?
1: Oh, of course it has to be OC. My man's playing on the stage for the first time in Cologne. I'm excited for him.
0: Is it the first time he's ever been at an arena?
1: Yeah, on a stage this big, I mean, put like dream hacks and stuff, but nothing like nothing like this for him.
0: Okay, yeah, like a proper arena that Because like because like
1: COVID hit when like we were first coming up on C9, and then Liquid like, yeah. hasn't really played any huge events yet.
0: What did what didn't you guys do well at Pro League or something? Did they?
1: Oh yeah, we never played this. We never played on the stage though.
0: Oh right, you guys just beat like North and G2 or something like that. Yeah,
1: or... the only stage we played on was like just like a DreamHack, you know, where you played okay. in like the bleachers or whatever.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Okay, Pranogo, what's your shout out?
3: I'll say shout out to you guys. Thanks for doing the show. It's good, fun.
2: That's so sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Touching. That's a coffee grind.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I say something nice and you guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, what's your shout out? uh i'll shout out two times the two-time server time guest to kinder for uh yeah. making me enjoy watching liquid play again okay <laughs> saving uh, <the> na <laughs> saving na the latvian superstar uh yeah big fan
0: uh yeah that's a good one that's a really good one um i'll shout out who do I want to shout out um uh shout out to the b stream team in slovakia for the cologne event like harry hugo haka dinko and veracity because that looked like a weird setup and congrats on surviving because you guys did it You, you you went to slovakia and left in one piece, <laughs> I don't reasonable. know anything about Slovakia. I don't know a single thing about that country. Do, they, like, do people I literally... usually
3: come away missing pieces, or what's what's the story?
0: Um, yeah, I don't. Like
2: you're like, I know nothing about the country. Congrats for making it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like... If I don't know anything out about a country, I usually just assume not great things. And I know a lot about a lot of countries. So, oh, okay. That's okay. Can you name one city in Slovakia? Any of you? Now, like, quick. Slovakia nope. capital. Slovakian city. <laughs> 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 no, you can't. That's what I mean. It's actually like this. This 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 whole country is like completely off the radar for me. The, the capital is Bratislava, which I had never heard of until a week ago. So, just saying. I oh, so I was close okay <laughs> you were right there um no yeah the twitch chat would like to shout out junior
3: big fan of Gina. uh nice no i don't know hope he sticks it out shout out junior there you go There's Un- unironically
0: unironically just keep keep it up just keep it up complexity just keep it going uh okay yeah, I think that's going to be it for Ms. Um, Be sure, if you guys want to support, to subscribe on Patreon. And you can have a question at the end of the show. And you guys also fund the podcasts in other ways, like hosting fees, which I should be working on with you, Pronogo, to make sure that doesn't happen. But uh, they're still there. We still have hosting <laughs> fees. Also can be found on any of your favorite Spotify. Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast platform you use, we are on there. So be sure, if you like the audio version in the future, to subscribe on your platform of choice. Thank you, and I think we can just roll the Patreon thing, and everybody will know that we have a Patreon, because we have all these wonderful supporters. Peace.